there was this fascinating thing that I heard someone tell Joe Rogan. Uh, it was just like this very small clip I saw. But it was a man saying that every person has two lives. And the second life starts when the person realizes that they only have one. Yeah, you don't really know how you speak until you listen to yourself speak, right? Yeah. And most people get on here and they're upset at just the tone of their voice. Right. But it's not until you start speaking and you listen back that you realize you say this phrase far too right. often. Or you mumble a lot. Right. You jumble up words. Or there's certain words you'll realize you're not saying the whole word at all. <laughs> like That's a it, funny one. Yeah, so... You have realized you have helped me come into contact with that I don't speak as loudly as I thought that I did. <laughs> I really thought that I was making myself known and I most certainly was not. <laughs> not at all whatsoever. Making yourself known. Yeah. So, again, so it's it, like you can scream. Yeah. Babies can scream like everyone can scream, but it's just it's just treble, though. I'm would just it be, saying. Is it tenor? Is that what it? Be yeah, it's just like there's just no there's just no bass to it. Like it's yes. just very it's it's thin. It's very light. Yeah, it's a very thin <laughs> light. See, tone. because to me, to me, my voice sounds a bit deeper for a woman. Like right now, like it doesn't sound. Yeah, it just it sounds deeper. Like that's the word that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And I thought that because that's how it sounds like to me, that when I am raising my voice. It also sounds this way to other people. Yeah, no. And that, from what I've noticed recently, does not seem to be the case. Yeah, it's mostly just that, you again, your voice doesn't cut through other yes. sounds. It's, 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 like, it gets lost. It gets lost in the rest yeah. of the sound. So when we're in a place, we're at the mall or work or <laughs> just any place where it's highly <laughs> yes. populated and there are a bunch of other sounds that your sound has to Especially compete with. It, a lot of the times your your sound's gonna lose. Yeah. Is is the point. Yeah, no, that's for sure. No, and it loses every time. It doesn't you, lose every time. Well But often I don't yeah, I, I have to like look at your mouth and try to <laughs> But another thing happens where you don't even be using your like you don't enunciate. So like I'm looking at your mouth, but your mouth is also doing minimal movement. No, I enunciate. I think no. That's crazy. What are you saying? That I, I don't pronounce my words properly? No, it's you like I can't. It's sometimes difficult for me to see it in the lips. <laughs> like your lips move sometimes unless you're trying to be very mindful about it. Sometimes they just they move minimally. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like help, so helping and like looking at your lips doesn't help that much sometimes, even though I, like I'll be sitting there staring, trying to make sure that. This is why you probably often don't remember things that I say. Because you can't hear them, nor do you try to hear them. <laughs> so that's, I think that's why this happens. There's also this other thing, right? That uh, There's this other layer where, just like it happened this morning, you and I were having a discussion. You're like, okay, Earl, like, there are two ways to attack this day. Like, we can do it this way or that way. And I'm not understanding 
what you're talking about. I feel like you're leaving certain parts of the day out or you're just like this to the side. I'm like, that shouldn't be to the side. That's a part of the day. Like we, right. And you're saying a bunch of words. So I'm not (laughs) understanding the sequence of the day you're trying to put ahead. So I would, so I'm just like, listen, at this point, I'm, I don't, understand your words I, I don't understand what you're talking about you said i can't comprehend this I, like i can't compute like my brain is not computing what you're talking <laughs> what you about talking but what about? i can do is i understand the gist of some yeah. of the things you're saying and i know that one of them is an option where you feel like is a minimal option like it's, it's, it's subpar option and then the other one you feel like makes much more sense and it saves time and distance and gas and i'm like well i don't know all these fucking words you're talking about <laughs> But I do know that it, the feeling of the second option you're putting forth seems like the one we need to go with. So, like, let's just do that one. You know what I mean? So sometimes there's this like this other part of it where I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm not understanding what you're saying, but I'm getting this sense that one of the options is far better than the other one. So I'm just going to go with that intuition and say that that's, that's what's happening. So it's inter- communication is just an interesting. It's thing. very difficult. <laughs> very difficult but very interesting thank you for coming here this is of course this is very well the very last episode in this space yeah, in this, this is apartment it. this is it this feels this very it. different without the without the paintings up that was very interesting um, but it's going to be very cool to have a a space yeah, for the podcast for now yeah a space for it i'm super excited i already have ideas in my mind of what i wanted to look like <laughs> What yeah, the fuck do you want not, it to look not like? Not ideas, but just like space-wise. I feel like I would like the guests to be more more comfortable when they come to come and talk to you. Like I want, I want to provide just something that more than Jess's dad's old chairs <laughs> with a cushion on the back. Like I just want something a bit nicer. That's really it. I just want like nice little chairs for people to sit at. These chairs, this cushion has been being sat on for 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, like there's no way this cushion is any good it's, anymore. It's amazing that these chairs look as good as they do, though. Right? Like, it, that's super impressive. That's how you know this was quality wood. Mm. But yeah, just like I, I'm ready to see like what this looks like in this new chapter elevated. Yeah. Like I've been here. Since you were taking a piss in the bathroom and recording with the headphone, and you can just hear the, you talking. The stream of urine. Just, just crazy, you know. No, no camera. That wasn't even an idea for a long time. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, there's a camera, and you have to leave the house immediately to go go get to, the to camera. To go get the camera. Yeah. Because Best Buy's gonna close in seven minutes. Yeah. So yeah, just it's it's been it's been a long long time coming. So this is gonna be super cool like this i think it has evolved in the correct manner like it started where it needed to because you guys had no idea what you were doing yeah you know and, and things just evolve and now it's gonna be like a small little podcast studio the best version that that can be there right now so that's super exciting for me to see for you <laughs> yeah that's that generosity i was talking about yeah man yeah just i enjoy when people are happy doing the things that they enjoy yeah it makes me feel nice no when you were speaking about that Something that my mother also has remarked on about me, which it's obviously super nice to hear about, is my lack of attachment to money. Mm. Like, I like I really, I enjoy, it's funny, we've been talking about money this morning, but of course I enjoy having money and mm-hmm. feeling safe. Like, I want to make sure that the money I have on hand, like, normal, 
life things can happen to me and I want to be able to feel, okay, okay, I have to pay this here. Like now I have to lose something here because so-and-so happened. But Like small disruptions or occurrences yeah. like your car broke down. Yeah, there's or- something wrong with the house. Like now mm-hmm. we have to buy a new couch for whatever reason, whatever it is. Just all of these little things. Emergency money. Yeah, just things that you don't really account for in particular because emergencies well yeah you don't know what those are but yeah i guess just emergencies but yeah just i I like giving i like giving things to people i like i like when people feel nice and money is one of those things you know i i I enjoy having it because it makes me feel secure but i can also give all of it away but yeah man it feels nice to hear those things about yourself you know to, to know that that is at the end of the day like part of your your personality, just like a generous person, because I I don't walk around the world thinking that, mm-hmm. like oh Van Marie, the giving generous person, that's never ever coming up in my mind unless someone remarks on it. It's like wow, that's. I yes. love that it just aligns with my nature because I don't care to have the things I will give them, yeah. and upon giving them, it makes other people happier, elevates their quality of life. I makes, feel happier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so it was like, oh, that them. was that was easy. That was so easy. Yeah, like these hacks of being. Uh, happy can be very easy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm but, only. But it again, it aligns with who I am. Like if it didn't align, that would be a very different thing. Like if I really loved things, if the novelty of certain things that I've purchased over the years, I felt a great attachment to, or there was some sentimental value because so and so owned it, or whatever the case is. Like like I talked about my yeah. grandfather's work. It would be very, very different. Giving things away would be very different. It would go what seems to be against my nature at that point. So I don't know what that's like for other people. It must be very, very difficult. It must it must suck to have to like give yeah. things away that you feel. Like you really shouldn't or don't want to. Yeah, like you're doing a disservice somehow by like giving it away. I was just thinking of how much fun I really had packing just going through things. Because I only kept what I thought made sense. And I'm only selling things because I have really nice things that have literally been used one weekend at a farmer's market <laughs> that were like 40 bucks a piece that I would like to make some money off of. But if it wasn't because these are brand new things that are really, really nice, like I would also just give that away. Mm-hmm. Like Because first of all, I don't care to go through the trouble of selling items. I have to take pictures. I have to list them. I have to meet with people. I have about four days to do all of this. So that's going to be a bit painstaking. But I think some money could be made off of that. So that's the investment in that. But if I really didn't care at all to make a few hundred dollars that could provide something else for me, I'd give it all away. I was like, I have a a few plans for that money that could provide something. But yeah, I don't feel attached to any of these things. If anything, it makes me look back on the past two years of my life and seeing what I have accumulated in my house. It's like, oh, wow, you've wasted a lot of money on a lot of things. There's so many things here that you don't need. So many things are new. And a lot of them were given to me, but I took them nonetheless. You know, And it I mean? also makes the moving process weirder when you just have a bunch of things. Because then you ask, how much do I have to donate? Well, how much is in the donation right. pile? How much is in the I'm going to try to sell on Facebook market pile? Right. How much is in the I'm going to take with me pile? How much is in the we're going to put in storage pile? Right. Like these are 
various things that a lot of people, homeowners, have to think about. Right. Because they just buy and accumulate. And you don't even realize. It's crazy how it happens. Like the things that you accumulate and then you just put somewhere. And you're, you don't do anything with it. You're not going to do anything with it. It like, just stays there for three years. Just, but nonetheless, it's still there. And then when, it, yeah, when it's time to move, you got to think about all those things. I'm blessed that I moved in like <laughs> a day. Like I just get put all myself. It took. We did really well. My moving process of like actually boxing up my things yeah. and then having to put those things into a truck and move the totality of that could is like hours. Yeah. Truly. Just hours. Right. Easy. I love that. No, that's amazing. I don't want yeah, I don't want to get to a place where I have to like as we're driving down the road, it's because I'm in a U-Haul. You see the dudes at the 7-Eleven getting up and waving at me. Oh, maybe you did, you missed no, that whole thing. what happened? Yeah, no, they just get up at like every 7-Eleven. All oh, the guys that I know, are waiting them, for work get up and them. they come over and they wave at you and they make eye contact mm. with you. And they try to get you to come pick them up because they know that you're moving some shit. Oh, and they're I just didn't like that, that. We're here for that. Come pick us up. We'll you know charge you, pay us whatever you pay us. That's what that's what's going on out there. No, I I saw them and I I've seen I've seen that since I moved to the states. Like mm. I remember seeing that. Yeah, I'm not well, paying for insane. movers. All I need is a friend or two no. to move things for 20 minutes. And again, yes, I'm one of those. For all of you people that have helped people move before we do things differently over here <laughs> yeah man like i'm gonna have you come over the house all the things that are ready to be moved are going to be by the door ready to be picked up and put but you onto know where the, this stems the from earl because i was thinking about this yesterday because i'm very thankful that you have friends that i can benefit off of mm -hmm. <laughs> but i was like i don't want to waste anyone's time you know, like, I don't want to have people just, like, waiting for me to give them direction. And, like, this goes here and you pack this. No, no, no. Don't put that there. Yeah. Like, this is, these are the things. Take them. Put them in the car. Yeah. That's all I need you to help me to do. Yeah. And I think most people don't think about that. And people procrastinate. And people don't know how to pack. You know, when you're just not mindful and, and, and you're not thinking of other people. You're just thinking, I need help. Yeah. Therefore, come. And whatever the help is, then we'll figure it out there. There's this thing in life where I, where you go through some type of trauma, mm -hmm. right? Or just we can just say some type of drama, really. Like so just something happens and you are affected by it. Right. And then for some reason in certain realms of life, it acts as like a cancer. And then you become that thing right. in a sense. And then you do that thing to other people. You now treat other people wrong because you have been wronged. Then there's for some reason... This other type of human or or just, I don't know, set of circumstances or DNA that unlock in other people that are like, no, this thing happened to me. I'm going to make sure I never do this thing yeah. to the next person. I don't know like what makes those two different people be those two different people, but I'm the latter where I have been involved in too many moving situations yeah. that are just fucked up and like they just take... Your whole day in in your whole day unknowingly, unbeknownst to you That's at the beginning crazy. of the day, right? And then you're there all day long packing stuff up for them that you didn't know you were gonna be packing and, and trying to move stuff. And they didn't do the dimensions on the couch. You're having a hard time putting the couch in the put like in I've again moving storage spaces I told you about, or you're just moving 
all this weird shit from my Aunt Pam's storage unit. Aunt like, Pam, I love her. <laughs> most of the things you wouldn't even know. They're like relics, ancient relics. I believe it. They're just certain things that... She has swords in there, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there were just like barrels of like nuts. <laughs> For sure. Like bar- like actual barrels I of nuts. I think there was like petroleum in there. There was just like mad shit where if something went mm, down... The doomsday thing. She could... She would feel like she'd be able to survive for a while. Like she has, yeah, she pretty much has gold. Right, you mentioned If an apocalypse of some sort were to happen, like all her belongings in there would be the most valuable types of things. Like that's what she had in there. Um, And just having to move that space. I think to a bigger one so she could put more shit in there or something like that. So we just we just moved. We just we literally opened up a gate. My brother and I and my dad gave us these (laughs) these really long like mover suits. It was it covered Mm. your whole body and it was just like this white linen sort of thing that went over your shoes over. It was like a onesie, a big linen onesie. And we were just moving shit in that all day, just getting dirty and stuff ripping through the linen and cutting your arm and you're bleeding and there's blood everywhere. And you're fucking moving stuff out of one unit and just going down the aisle to the last unit and putting it over there. But you have to rearrange stuff. A bunch of stuff has to be thrown away into the dumpster. It's like no, it's, it's too much. And it's like an all day event. I'm talking about you wake up, you get there like 9 a.m. There's probably some break where you get lunch around noon and then you don't finish until like 7 p.m. And you're just moving stuff all day long. And I've been a part of enough of that on various levels where I don't want anyone waiting on me. I don't want to. Put, I don't want to take breaks. I don't want to put people. I don't really want to do the breaks. No. You know, like I want to get the stuff done. When we're done. We can, we're done. We can eat afterwards. But the moving process, it, it can be painstaking, but it doesn't really have to be, right? If, again, you're not accumulating a bunch of shit that you know you don't need yeah. because that moving day is coming. At some point in time, you're going to move. For the most, someone, you're going to move somewhere. What, what did it for me, which is what I knew I had to do, I definitely should have taken, like, another day to just finish packing. That was really it. But I also spent, like, the last two weeks prior, just cle- I easily threw away 10 bags of trash. Mm-hmm. Just... Whatever. Papers, rent, pencils, <laughs> just cups. I have things from Ashley's daughter, Milani. Yeah. Rocks and buttons and <laughs> written on pieces of paper Milani gave me. I'm like, this is going to trash. Yeah. They just gift cards that had no money on them. Mm-hmm. I even found letters from my kindergarten classmates from Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, all of this has to go. Yeah. But where that came from for me, it was interesting. It's interesting to get in tune with your traumas in like a funny way. Oh. Because my, my mom is a hoarder. She's mm. like a modern day hoarder. Um, what does modern day mean? I think modern day hoarder is when it's cute to be a hoarder when your things are organized. You have a <laughs> lot of things. Okay. And it certainly looks like there's way too much going on here. Right. But everything's neat and tidy. Like if anything, is the cleanest house you've ever been in. But my parents live in a three bedroom Two bathroom, two bathroom house, and there are three walk-in closets that you can put a twin-size mattress in. That's how big those closets are. Hold on a sec, because I already have to push back because you're not getting to the point quick enough. But the thing is, your parents—they have things in stock, 
and your dad, your mom, it's the thing is, is you're right. There is something about her, the hoarderism that is kind of cute because it is so well put together and like every drawer has a reason. Every space has its reason, its purpose. For sure. And it's one of those places you you kind of want to know someone like that because you don't always want to go and buy Easter bags and Thanksgiving decorations or Christmas wrap and Christmas bows and fucking tags and all that stuff. And she's going to have all Just of that for Yvonne's you. Just go to Yvonne's guest room closet. That is the holiday closet. She's going to have all that for you. Isn't That's that crazy, Yeah, man. I love those. I need that because yeah. I'm not going to, I don't have that stuff. Right. So it's great to know someone like that. Your dad, he's constantly just giving, every time you're just like, yeah, man, I really wish, <laughs> like, I don't know, there's something wrong, like, with my carburetor on my car. He's like, oh, I got an extra one right here in the back. Like, oh, every you're time. like, damn, I need a fan or I need a heater. He's like, oh, I got one of those in the back. Like, he a, just. He'll whip out a printer. Printer. Literally, printer. See, we have New, everything. in a box. In a brand new. He was like, yeah, I got it for like 10 bucks. So I figured, like, so I'm going to need it one day. Every time. See, you know what mom does that I, I just heard her say that I forgot. It's funny when you don't live with your parents, you forget their little quirks. And I forget she always has gifts on hands for people, men and women. Like whether it's wallets, like little just cutesy things, you know. Like people things. just so people can always walk away with a little gift bag or a little something. If like, there's like an occasion she wasn't aware of. Like if she, my mom she is has going somewhere in the tuck ready. She, yes. She told me, she. I talked to her the other day. She says, she's so funny sometimes. I forgot what she said, but she was like, yep. Yeah, like, I have to, sorry, like, I have to go to Ross. Like, I have to make sure that I have, like, some gifts on hands from when I go to Puerto Rico. Like, you know, because you never know whose birthday it is. I was like, you're right, mom. That's so funny. You never know. Man. Yeah, she's all about these little things. Yeah, it's funny, all the little quirks that I get from my mom. Because she also feels so deeply. Mm. Again, when I'm hearing her just ball over the, because it's funny, because she's hysterical over her best friend's mom dying by the way her mom is easily 94 years old just got a cold and died naturally but she's hysterical and then like once she's done saying whatever she's doing like she sucks up for tears and in a matter of seconds she was like yeah but anyways like i'm really excited for you you know and like let me know like what time you need me to be there on saturday and like that's over mm. but like at that moment she was feeling everything so deeply and then it's like all right like well moving on like you know, we talked about that because well, she's not actually that broken up about it. You know what I mean? It's just a sad thing to think about. Wait, that who, who is this person again? This it's is her, just an old friend? This is her best friend's mom. Best friend's mom. Okay. She's known this friend since like the 80s. Yeah. She grew up with the mom. Again, the mom was ready to go. Like, so you think that just being sad is like what you... You said that she feels it strongly. Like, okay, my no, best friend's like, mom died. Those just little quirks because I feel like I'm that way sometimes when I'm being probably slightly slightly dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like in the moment, whatever's going on is overtaking me and I'm just like feeling it so deeply. But as soon as like I'm distracted or something else happens, it's I, like, I agree. All right. Like, you know, like, let's move on. Like, it's over now. I agree. <laughs> so that made me laugh about her. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's funny. I've, I've done a lot of thinking of what makes me the way I am. Like all, all my little shortcomings and, and the better parts of me. What was that? that I get from my what parents. was that uh, holiday? Chaco had come into work mm. and. The, <laughs> it was the, Good the, Friday. The, what just happened? Good, good Friday. It's a Friday before Easter. Okay. El Viernes de Pascuas is what you call it in Spanish. Yes. And he was, he was visibly sad. <laughs> Oh, no, Earl. No, hold on. No, he was. No, he was visibly sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about this. No, we should. I'm going to laugh a lot, so and... I'm going to try my best to just be polite. 
Can I give me a moment? <laughs> and I was like, hey, Chaco, what's wrong? You remember that day? And he was, what do you say? Like, oh, it's, it's good, sad, good Friday. But sad day. Sad day. And you know me, I don't know shit. So yeah, like, I, I kind of forget like what Good Friday is about. Was you know? I think I think it's about Jesus dying, which is weird. Okay. And resurrecting, like he died for our sins, but he came back. So we thank him, and we're, we're sad. Okay, we're we're sad that he had to do this. Someone for us. someone's gonna I listen think. to this and be like, "You guys are fucking up the religion so we, badly right we now." We don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. Let's say that. So we don't so know what Good Friday is about. Probably completely wrong. Either way, it's a sad story. Right, That's that what, comes yeah. from the Bible, and I'm certain that it is tied Jesus up dying. with Jesus dying. <laughs> uh, I just don't know why it's called Good Friday. Like that's that's the only thing. Uh, please, everyone that listens, yeah, feel free to text me afterwards and let me know how stupid I am. <laughs> but either way, so he comes in, he's visibly sad. He's oh, it's, you know, Good Friday. That's very sad day. Very sad day for us, you know. And I remember we're like, why is it so sad? And I was like, why is it so sad? You know, and I think he said, you know, that like, Jesus died. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was just walking around, just pouting, just sad. Visibly sad. I remember that day. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm thinking if it's roughly the same thing that your mom was going through, like it's something to, like you're, you're supposed to be sad about it. Like, you know, culturally and speaking, yeah. this, you are supposed to be sad about it. So you express your sadness. Like, don't, do you or do you not feel like you can fool yourself into being like sadder than yeah, you are? But yeah. I think it's a bit different. It's like when you were remarking on, me feeling like Kelly's pain and grief for a moment while speaking to her, I think it's more so that like she's she's thinking of her friend in this specific this specific friend. She doesn't really have anyone. Yeah, her dad died last year. Like she's had really old parents. She's kind of been like a single child. So I'm sure she's grieving for her friend and just thinking of what her life is going to be like in Puerto Rico, sort of on her own as a woman in her late fifties, early sixties. You know what I mean? Well, you can definitely have those moments where you're crying and it goes to. That's the best. That's the best part about being a human. Yeah. Is that is that every new moment is a new moment. Yeah, and then like when so like you can go from crying to now you're talking about you and the fact that you're moving yeah. to a new place. You know. Yeah, and like she's here for and, that, and she's yeah. really engaged in that. She's yeah. very happy about it. I'm certain of it. Yeah, she's in, into those types of things. Yeah, man. Just like life uh, milestones. Yeah. You know? like, what are you doing that. next? What do you got going on? Oh, you bought something new. Ooh, let yeah. me see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. She, again, she is so excited to just help me clean on Saturday. Like, she can't fucking wait. Mm. She's like, do you have clean things? I was like, no, mom. Like, bring all your things. She's like, okay, good. I was going to anyways. Yeah. So, again, yeah, she's like, like, all these simple, funny moments with my parents. It's fun to enjoy them a bit more now. You know, like. They're not annoying you as much. No, because I don't talk to them. Right. That's why. That's number one. Mm. And when I do speak to them, I am very mindful of, you know, who I'm inter I am interacting with and like why I'm here and mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. Because she was getting on my nerves a little bit because I'm like, Mom, chill the fuck out. Like stop crying like this over the phone with me. Like this is a bit much. But then I was like, relax. Like let her have a moment. Mm -hmm. And as soon as like I said that to myself, she just needed a few more seconds to get it out. And then she like moved on. And yeah. I didn't have to say anything. Like I just listened to her. You know, I, I just listened. Um as I was telling you the other day, there was there was someone that has expressed to me in, in certain ways, right? They're clearly, you know, on the spectrum of sorts, right? <laughs> we know so many people. I mean, everyone kind of is on the spectrum, but we know a lot of real people well, on the spectrum. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, because we're not going to play that game right now. Like, we, like yes. I'm going to say we know every a lot hu of Every human being is on the spectrum of human intelligence. Absolutely. But we also, and like, then, we know and some And then people. there's someone that's, that's is slow. 
Yeah, 100%. Right? There's someone on the slower side of things. Okay, now right? I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That That is enamored with me. They have, like, yeah. you know, some sort of kinship with me. They, they feel, you know. I wonder how to start it for them. Like, what it was. Like, the, like what was the first moment? My first moment when, when I probably just said something nice. Yeah, and just like it was not probably sure. implied exactly. Just That's like, really hey, it. nice to see you today. Right. How are you? Right. I'll see you at Taco Tuesday. You know, it was probably something like like right. that, and it was probably like, oh. you know, it's yeah. the, the split screen vision mm. of what life is constantly it's crazy. It's like crazy. this this multitudinous manifold mosaic that is life that is layered on each other in depth is just it's uh it's profound it's interesting to think about so when you're on one side and i used to be that boy so when you're on one side and you know you have something you've been planning to say to someone that other person has no fucking idea you've been in your mind planning something for like the last few days like all right like i want to talk to him like well like you know like i think that they're really cute what do I say to them? Like these are young ideas right. to go through someone's mind. So you have to be aware that some people fucking they could be looking at you that way. Mm-hmm. And when they show you that they're kind of clearly that way, especially when they're you know and cognitively person, impaired yeah. in some sense, you know what I mean? Like you really have to be there for that. So when I tell you, no matter what human being you're right, you're right. on the spectrum of human saying. intelligence, whether you're Elon Musk or you're this person I'm speaking about, right? right whatever. You got to just ride that wave. So when I'm talking to that person, right, which is what you would hope. It's like, in a sense, speaking to a child. Yeah. Like, you want to make sure that you're riding the wave. You don't speak to a child like they're a fucking 40-year-old man. You know, so you just ride that wave. Like, whatever you're doing in front of me right now, whatever you're able to do, just like Mikey says, he's going to be looking out for Maven as she gets older. Like, I'm just going to be observing and watching for the interactions that can be had. Exactly. That's it. And That's then it. And, and as long as I'm present and I observe those things, then I will have those conversations as I right. see that they are capable of having them. Um, whilst pushing them to see if they can have some of them, right? Right, Because right. you do have to do that pull thing. You have yeah. to do that thing where like they're, where they're trying we... to walk. They take two steps. You take a step back. Yeah. They take two more steps. You take a step back. Your hands right? are still out. But, but your like, hands are still out yeah, trying to guide them. Exactly. But show them that they're safe, but that they can do more. Right. Let's just give it right? a try. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. So that's. Yeah. It's cool to be in that space now as an adult. What space exactly? Yeah. To just, to let people know you have to leave me alone. Oh, I was just saying, but even well, as no. you're speaking <laughs> to your mother and she's like, no, but that's just to I'm know saying. like, okay, this is my. This is who mom is. She's just crying over this thing, yeah. and then she's off that, and now she's excited about bringing the cleaning utensils to the yeah. house to clean the, the the old house and the new house yeah. and the whatever. Yeah, I'm tying kind of everything together in my mind because we wouldn't have gotten to this place had you know other things not not happened. But yeah, no, it's 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 so much better. Yeah, we don't speak nearly as often, and when we do, like you just you say whatever you gotta do. We meet a mod pizza like once a month for forty five minutes. Yeah. 
So we can look at the pizza and you can remark on the pizza and how much you like the same pizza that you eat here every single time. Mm -hmm. It's just just the same. You love the crushed ice and pizza. And the lemonade. It's great. No, we're done. Yeah, they just, they need to see, they need to, you know, talk to you a little bit. She's a a part of the Facebook life. She's got people talking. She's answering phones and she's she's talking to them and they're going to be like, oh, what are your daughters up to? She needs to be able to have an answer. I forgot about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's, She's active on this Facebook life. I mean, you know, when she goes back home in Puerto Rico, she's that she's that celebrity life is crazy for her. She's recognized on the street. She's going out, renting party buses. She's living it up. Why is she recognizing the streets though? Like, why is because she so she, known? Because she just grew up there, and she's on Facebook all the time. Like, it's imagine like a little town where no one left for like fifty years. You know, people started leaving more so like twenty years ago. So if you grew up there, your whole entire, like everyone is still there. They've either died because they got old or they're literally at the same house they've always lived in. Mm. Yeah, because they were older. You know what I mean? Like being 30s and and 40s when you leave somewhere, like everyone's kind of settled. Yeah. And people don't travel. Older people didn't travel out of Puerto Rico as much to move to the States as as they have recently. So I think it's just kind of a... They're doing it recently now because the island's fucked up. Yeah, the island's been fucked up for a long time. But especially after Maria. Because that's why we left. Because everything just was kind of getting weird. The money wasn't great. But yeah, unfortunately, if you go to Puerto Rico, I, I don't know why this is the case. Was the infrastructure completely fucked after Hurricane Maria? Uh, not completely, but uh, it got very like bad. The, the things I know, like when it came to Hurricane Katrina... People were upset because they were like, where's FEMA? Like, people are just sitting down here, just floating around. Like, So like, I, I could be wrong, but this is what I understand from Puerto Rico not being a state. Like, this, I, I don't know anything. This is what I think I understand is that, like, the U.S. government is not necessarily as equipped or maybe required in a way to respond like FEMA is supposed to for disasters in America. Damn. Because, so we have a member of, I think it's Senate that represents us or Congress. Again, I don't know anything, but they don't actually have a say. I do know that. Like, it's just a body that is able to show up there to represent Puerto Rico. But since we're not a state, we can't vote on things, nor can they sort of have that much jurisdiction over us. Like, it doesn't go that way because we have a governor. Yeah, what the fuck is that representative doing? Yeah, so that governor just goes and like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because it's not even the governor; like it's someone else. You know, I think so. I don't, I don't understand. A magistrate, it. like what? Is, like what? Would, what would even be the term? Well, I think we the, sound so. St- I love that we sound so stupid. And we're talking on, about these. We things. don't know shit about anything we've talked about thus far on this podcast. But what I do know is that the same thing kind of happened. But I think, I think this kind of has to happen, Earl, because I just want to know what it feels like for that human being, that representative, to go and just be a part of meetings that they don't like really you don't get. actually matter. Like, say, I want to know what the Puerto Rican ambassador how that how that person feels about their position. I would, I would, I feel like I should definitely learn a bit more. But also, there's so many things to learn about. Like, does knowing about Puerto Rico's legislature should that be at the top of my list? At the top, no. No, but I should know something about it. Yeah, because I really don't know why this happens. But I do remember hearing that just like it happens in America, FEMA sent a bunch of things over that were never delivered. Things went bad. But I think that has to be the case because how can you properly, like, get... It's such a massive scale of items going out. You know, private jets, planes, cargo on water, on land. Like, how do things not get lost? 
Like, how do people not fuck things up? I feel like that's... Is it extremely unfortunate because this is life or death for people? For sure. But I think it's almost impossible, like, with human error to not lose something or for someone to not care and not do their job properly. And now a pellet of food that could have fed 100 people is gone bad because it was taken uh, care of. Hey, by the way, she said pallet of food. Pallet. Pallet? Pallet. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, a big pallet of food. I know what you're talking about. Like stacked up. I said pellet? Pellet. What is a pellet? Uh, a, pa- a little poop a, dropping? Uh, yeah, a pellet is, a, yeah, like a tic-tac. These English words are kind of, there's too much sometimes, man. <laughs> pallet, pellet. Pal. Pal. P-A-L. No, I understand Pal. how to spell it. Yeah. But it's just making that switch in my mind. No, it's yeah. peculiar. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's No, you're right. A lot of people just think of these, um, these institutions, right, like FEMA, to just be these infallible machines right. that just churn out productivity and they forget that these are human beings that you, that go to work every day and you, they try and hopefully they're really really good right. and they're passionate about what they do and they're competent uh but there's going to be human error and yeah some pallets are going to go missing and some shit's going to get lost like just imagine like putting in like so like someone in a female like putting in an order a day late or something like that <laughs> like you you know i don't even know how the shit goes down but just imagine being that person that just has to put in certain orders for stuff and like you forgot or you had, you didn't press the enter, you know, key or just something weird where you yeah, just like some dumb, small human error caused Listen, tons of people um, to not get a shipment I of food. I don't really want to be in a position where my job is at high stake. Like, just, yeah. because I don't want to be worried about making sure some, like if people eat tonight, like that could mean they survive or die. Like, I don't want to be in that. No, thank you. I'm going to keep booking my little parties and make my little mistakes, you know, but I'm not I, responsible yo, for humanity in a way like that. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's. Are you kidding me? Like, that's that's admirable. It's very that's admirable, admirable to and take that on. And I hope these on. people are doing it for the right reasons because, I mean, but you can't be. Well, I mean, why not? Why can't you do it for the right reasons? Well, I mean, you can't. I, think most, I, feel of, I like, think most of the people that take a lot of these positions in life, like, they're trying to help people. Yeah, You know, like these people want to help people. They realize how much people need help. They feel like they're competent enough because you do things like on a moment to moment basis, right? Like you scale upwards as you learn things. And then so you're like, okay, well, I'm interested in this thing at a young age. You're 12 years old. You start thinking about you you see something on the news and you're like, man, I want to help. Like, are they getting help? Like, I want to help them. And then so you ask your teacher like, hey, are they getting help down there in Puerto Rico? And they're like, well, you know, there's this thing called FEMA and, you know, they're mm. not, you know, they can't really help Puerto Rico as quickly as they, they need to help other people. And they're like, really? Like, okay. And then so now there's this seed planted in your very young mind. Right. And then you you learn more about it and you learn more about it. And you're like, oh, well, I understand that. And you learn more and you're like, well, I understand that too. And then you learn more and you figure out that there are certain things that you can study and places you can go to get better at it. And then you slowly understand like your competency is moving along at the same rate as what is being required of you as you're learning. And then you just say, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. You're not looking at like you in 20 years and being like, I need to be able to learn how to do that thing. You know, you're taking it bit by bit. Um, But when you're young and you want to do something like be the president. You know, but that, I don't I'm think like, that I'm the, like, Earl, but I think it doesn't work like that. Like, 
the people that really want to be these things don't actually become them. like I don't think these little boys grew up wanting to be the president I think it's more so like at some point like some of them started in politics and you maybe I know I knew I knew a lot of those in high school mm. that went into politician careers I saw them in high school and like you they kind of stay there Trump I think was a bit different but I know many people that work in FEMA and none of them they're not doing a bad job, I think, but none of them are there because they want to help people. It's because it's a job. Mm. Like I don't think that's that's really how it works. I'm hoping like, not for that FEMA. like that's like this is still a government job. No, I understand. So this is where a little bit more like so the bit of the optimism that I have comes up. Yeah, I I understand that people need a need income because yeah. they have to pay for houses and, and stuff like that. And at the same time, you can find a love for the thing that you do whilst yeah. you're doing it. Like, you know that what you're doing matters when right. you go to work and you work at FEMA. Like, you know that you're helping people get the resources that they need in case of natural disasters or whatever the fuck the case is, whatever else they cover. Yeah. So I would hope that you're still at work like i'm saving i'm helping people well i think it's because fema doesn't really work like that like there there are people that are on the ground and those are far and few and there's a bunch of people kind of doing the groundwork okay yeah like so it just it, it depends like uh you but, could, it, but it, you can it have doesn't... a job but i i find it like i really don't think that people are sitting in front of a computer like doing whatever it is they're doing and thinking like oh like at the end of the day this is going to affect you know, a natural disaster. Like what oh, I'm doing well, that, today. Counts. I feel like that's well then I feel like that person didn't get good training. I feel like that person doesn't understand the company that they work for. Like they don't have a a wide scope of what their role is and yeah. what their role facilitates within the large objective. Yeah, that's what I'm in saying. Which I they're think, accomplishing. I think a, they're too large. Like I think that's too large to even be a mission statement. You know what I mean? Like where we work at, I think is a bit I, different. Like, like for like we know the mission, we know the story. Like everyone knows that we have to deliver four five star service at all moments in time, if possible. And you think if you go to work to f go work for FEMA, you don't know what it is? Oh, I know easily ten family members that work for FEMA. In the conversation of them doing something to help other people has never come up. Okay. Yeah, like my dad is. He has a great position. In charge of a lot of things. I've heard people over the phone just like act like fools to each other, just like don't care about their job. I I think I think unless you're on the ground because you chose because you you choose that. You choose to have, depending on your position, if you want to be available to be sent somewhere or not. Mm. And some people don't get that decision depending on what you do. But I know that, that some can. And yeah, I think I think when you're on the ground doing that is different because right now, like we have to figure things out. Like the disaster has happened, but I don't think the mentality of like, we're, we're working to make sure we're prepared for the next natural disaster. Okay. I don't think that's more so the mentality. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I think because FEMA is just too large, like it's just way, way too large. Like you're not just preparing for a natural disaster. There's so much going on. Okay. But yeah, I think, I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult for, to keep everyone motivated. Like you can't have thousands and thousands and thousands of employees and just have everyone have a passion for what it is that you're trying to deliver. You disagree? No, I no, no, I don't. 
I I just I, we're having a misunderstanding somehow. Like I'm not I'm not saying that all thousands of the employees are going to be super passionate and come in just like we're saving the world and give each other high fives on the way. And I'm not saying that I'm saying that you can very well go to work and know that this is for a paycheck. Yes. Right. And at the same time, know that your job means something. Like if someone were to ask you the yes. question, like, what is your job? Who do you work for? And what does that do? Right. Like, okay, you put these things in the spreadsheets all day. For what? What does that do? I think that they would, like, they ought to have a comprehensive understanding of where their spreadsheet goes to. Right. Or, like, who it helps in the assembly line of what the entire mission statement is for the company. Like, they should know what they do and how it affects the procession of productivity. And and that on a large scale, the mission statement of the company does not happen if all of this work that they and their other thousand of friends in their cubicles, if if they don't do that work, the thing doesn't happen. The people don't get saved. Right. So whatever it is that FEMA does, it doesn't happen. I would assume and assuming I could be making an ass out of you and me. Right. That everyone working for FEMA or a large percentage of the people that work for FEMA would know that. Would have an understanding of that, what I just laid out. I think they would understand it if they heard it, but I don't think this is on the back of their most of their minds at all. Is what oh. I'm saying. So when they're when so when they're being onboarded, right? Like you get your day one. Yeah. You don't think that they're going through the process of having someone tell them this. By the way, in case you didn't know what you were signing up for, this company is called FEMA. This is what we do here. Yeah, I think this is what you're I, going to be doing, and this is why what you're doing is going to help us do what we do. Yes, like you don't I think, think that, that, that conversation. I think that that happens. I think that that stops there. I think that people hate their lives. <laughs> I think people <laughs> okay. are unhappy. I think people don't really care about what they're doing at most moment in time. Like people are not passionate about their job because most people are not doing what they're passionate about. Okay. So, however long you are into the job, like you, yeah, I, I work for. That's mess, a, so what? that's an interesting. There's certain okay, there are certain very interesting uh, pockets of life to get involved in. Yeah. From a from a selfish standpoint, money involved in taking account for, of yeah. course, because everyone's got to make some type of money. Right. But like that would. Let's just hop around professions. Like, do you think that most archaeologists hate their job and like just? I think you're having a misconception of like how like FEMA is like TSA. Like, think of TSA. How many TSA people are throughout the airport? Think of okay. like the biggest thing you could imagine. Like, you couldn't even fathom how many people work for FEMA. Like, I'm, how many different? Wh- like, how many different? people it takes to like perform one task like how uh, far up the ladder you can go okay let's call it a million people i don't well, know because how I'm, that... I'm talking about i think archaeologists like you are on the ground doing research and looking for things like you you are 
a part of something that is happening at all moments in time. Like you're not just okay. waiting for the right time. So you're saying, okay, because you're you're th- thinking about it from the standpoint of a human being that has their hands in the dirt, like they're doing the thing, just like the people at FEMA. Like if you're on the ground, you're running around and you right. see the destruction in front of you. It's probably a very different feeling. And like we are doing the spreadsheets because things have to be put in the spreadsheets because we need these things right now so these people can have medication or supplies or the planes can land right. or whatever. But, but when you're back at the office, you're saying those people are just on their computers and because it's their distance from it, there's some sort of detachment. It's just not as deep as a feeling no. because you're just looking at computers. Yeah. Okay. Again, I think that it's very interesting to get into a lot there are a lot of different fields where people usually it's it's interesting to just the feeling of ending up somewhere yeah. as opposed to i've been planning to be at like this I place am here because i chose to be here um i i get i get what you're saying i'm i'm not but you I, sound I, like very optimistic for some reason no i'm no i'm just trying to express that i don't feel like everyone reveres their job at the highest level and like puts it on no, a pedestal in their role. Um, but there are also aspirations and true, pure or good intentions that people have towards going towards certain things. And it's not always the check, right? Like, um, I guess you would say this is the same thing, like being a teacher, you'd say like that's boots on the ground. Like you're, because right. those people are taking small chip paychecks. But they decided to do that, even though you may speak to to them and a lot of them may feel jaded or whatever the case. They know that they're still doing this work and that the work means something. I think it could be the very same thing for the people in the offices that work there. I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying I'm certain that a lot of people that work for FEMA. They are aware they're they're not there, but they see the photos like they're going to meetings like they they know like, oh, shit. There was a fucking tsunami over here in the Philippines like that fucked them up. Like they're aware of these things. And so they. But I think it's only cool because remember, we've only really started enjoying our jobs when we got a like a little position raise. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's become because you're not you're not knowing well, well, this no, information no, no. if it's, you're doing not, like the, the little gra- itty bitty work. It's not necessarily because of the position raise that we started. Well, it's many things, but I, be- I think that was. It's, I can tell you exactly what it was. Tell me. It was information. It was because we started to get more information. We started to understand more of what was going on. Yeah. And it gave us more of a sense of who we were and what we were supposed to be doing and what we could do, what we couldn't do. Like it, yeah. that that changed things for us. It it widened our scope of the entire machine, the entire corporation that we work for what it is that they're doing and now what our true role right, in right. it is it allows us to evolve within our roles knowing that information so if you get that information to other people which i have now been doing in a leadership yeah. position getting the necessary yes. information to people you will see them change you will see them start to understand oh this isn't what i thought it was like we're doing something different now it feels different we have more pride for what it is we're doing they're talking about things more. We're having more trainings. They're trying to have us understand depth about the the resort, right. knowledge about who the CEO is and what this whole thing is about and where it's headed right. and how to speak to people about things. They want us to go around and start using these, these fucking redeemable tokens 
Mm. so that we can experience the ground so that we can speak in more depth to the guest about it upon request. Right. Right. So upon just having regular conversation. So it's about having the proper information, what it is you're on board for, because you don't have to be here. Right. You don't have to be here, but just know that this is the mission statement of this institution. This is what we're trying to do. And your job is to help facilitate that thing. Like, so I think it's bad training to not know what it is you're doing. I don't think that you're just going to. At the snap of your fingers, cultivate passion inside of someone else. But you can give them the opportunity to develop a passion if you give them the proper information and the gravitas of what it is that their role is, because they just may be thinking, oh, I'm just in this fucking thing. Like, it don't really matter that much. Like, because I've known people like that. I've been one of those people. We're just like, oh, it don't really fucking matter what I do, because you haven't been explained your role in how it matters. So because you haven't been explained that you're just like, oh, it doesn't fucking matter. So like that, but that's, that's yeah. life in a nutshell. When people, when you don't know shit, you don't take it seriously. I just it also, I don't think that there's nearly as many good leaders as you, as you think that there are in the world. I, I don't think that there are a bunch of good leaders in the world. What are you talking about? I've never, I've actually come on this podcast a hundred times and yeah, said, you're saying there can't be. If people like, you know, if they got the right information and it was, it's like, yeah, of course, if it was delivered correctly. But how often do you think that's truly happening? I, I don't know. I don't work for these corporations. I, I don't know what sort of things are like. I'm just talking in, like how many times at work have you felt like, wow, like that was a great meeting. That was great information. I like, don't think was... people are good leaders. Yeah. So how do you expect people to really care about their job? <laughs> because I think you're going into certain jobs Now, this could just, again, be my naivete, but I think once you go into certain jobs on this planet, there is an emphasis on what is to be done because it's not serving food at a luxury resort. Fuck that luxury resort. We're saving lives over here. And since we have this weight on our shoulders, we have to be a little bit more in tune to what it is we're doing because this job is more important than their job. Yeah, I I think you're, yeah, I think... Mm. I mean, I'm I'm just... That sounds a bit crazy. Yeah, I just... I've never... Like, I don't hear people talk about any important jobs that way unless they're, like, a doctor. You know well, you, I mean? well, you... Yes. I mean, again, maybe... Uh, this is why I said optimism. A lot of this is, yeah. maybe is just hopeful, but I just... Sounds really nice. I mean, I would, I would hope... Let me say... Let's end it here. I hope the people that are on the ground helping feel that way. Because mm. that would be a damn shame if they didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you have to be thinking that you're important, that your work is the most important work right now when you're on the ground after a natural disaster has hit. Mm. Like you have to have that mentality. Nothing else can matter. <laughs> because yeah. I feel like that's a life or death at all moments in time. Because yeah. you don't know. You don't know what the disaster is, what's around. Yeah, I almost worked for FEMA. I wanted to. I wanted to be on the ground. Doing what? Whatever. Running water bottles. Anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you... I think it's maybe around the time, around the age where you were like wanting to be sky and, and wanting to do whatever and jump on trains and feed the homeless. Like I also was looking, I was like, I need to do something else. Yeah. But as I go sign up for FEMA, you can work in FEMA for like 15 years. It's like, I think I might. Never did that, but I think 
That would have been a cool opportunity. I think I was looking into the Peace Corps. You said that. But is I, it, I don't. I probably said on 18. Yeah. But the, it's like I wanted to be in the Peace Corps. But then when I started looking it up, I started to realize that you needed the qualifications. Like you had to be. Oh, really? like it didn't seem like it was just like an all hands up. on deck sign up pop out here like at least at le- but i was also young and i don't know how to read stuff so like mm. i was just like on the website and it didn't look like come on out it seemed like what like what do you have like what are your qualifications like do you have a degree in anything do you plan on teaching a language mm. do you plan on, like what do you plan right. on doing out here like you're not we're not just flying you out here so you can come pick up trash. Right. Right. You know what I mean? This isn't that. Like, you can go have a community cleanup yeah. in your neighborhood if that's what you want to do. But this is seems bigger scale than that's that. Like, fine. we need some people that have some actual skill sets. Mm. Yeah. And I was, like, 21 at the time. No, I always wanted to do things. So my parents didn't want me to do them. Even with, like, church-related things, they never wanted me to go. Like, we were doing things. Like, going Habit- on missions? Yeah. Habitat for Humanity. They're going places. I was like, I want to do all of these things. Like, I want to go everywhere. And they never let me. Mm. Yeah. Why? What'd they say? Well, I'm sure it's because I wasn't going to be in their eyesight. Oh. Yeah, like that's, I literally. But you were also weren't going to be in their eyes. Did, were they going on the trips? No, that's the le- thing. Oh. They didn't want to go, which means that I also didn't um, get to go. Got yeah, yeah, because I needed to be with them at all moments in time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. Like they just want to see that I'm well and alive. Man, it's interesting. You grew up to be like a decently, Decent decently like normal. I, I think about that often. I'm like, wow, like I wonder what it is. There's certain quirks we're working out. What What is the biggest quirk actually? Forget about what I was going to say. No, the, no, because there's not really quirks we're working out. You just, just, everyone just has quirks. But what is like, like I just have quirks. Like my, I just, like you were just making fun of me because I lit three small incense <laughs> that I had left over and set them inside of like a, a guard that goes on a clipper. But you do funny on a things set of clippers. like that. Like you just come up with funky things when you need something on the fly. Well, yeah, you need to be able to. I like, know, just like, like what's just... a good incense holder right now? Oh, this guard that goes on this set of clippers because it has these little, yeah. this little openings here, and you can just slide <laughs> just the incense in, and I just put them in. Yeah, man. Because my I, other one is packaged up already. I wonder. I wonder about that because you're. I think about your family and how they understand your quirkiness and who you are, and they've respected that and understood that really for a long time. Like, of course, they made fun of you for it for a while, but mm. like at the well, core, the elders knew my grandfather. Well, right. Their exactly. father supposedly was me. So so, right. so they grew up and like they started looking at me and was like, oh, oh we've known this our oh, whole life. Oh, so we know what's coming. So like so so yeah. certain things would happen. They'd be like, oh, that's grandpa. Like, or that's that's, that's dad. Earl. That's dad. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. so my parents didn't have any of that. And I'm like the version of Earl that they've never like they didn't know humans to exist like that. Mm-hmm. So like raising me must have been traumatic for them mm-hmm. and then i grow up to be this adult and she makes these decisions and some of them make sense some of them don't make any sense and yeah i i seem to be not super messed up and that's pretty cool because i had the potential to be super psychotic and i was <laughs> yeah you couldn't go on any missions i want to get eliza on here i want to hear about how she went out to mm. africa and like brought fresh water to this village Earl, um, if I could just take off work and people were offering for me to go on these things, I'd go all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't have the money to just put it up front every single time. But if someone was like, hey, Von Marie, like, do you want to just help out for a few weeks somewhere? And I could just be like, hey, guys, like, can I go for a few weeks? I'm gone. Mm. Easily. Yeah, like, I would go pretty much anywhere for the most part if it made sense and it was available. 
No, for sure. I'd love to. Yeah, and I guess that's where the generosity comes in. I want to help out. I want to learn something new. It's sort of like the task force for work. You know, there's having this opportunity where if we find out if your salary, you get taken to a sister property to help out and kind of build them up a little bit, depending on where they're struggling. And yeah, I'd work 16 hour days and just hang out and help out. Like that's, that makes perfect sense for me. Yeah. I think going back to attachment, when we, when mm. we're talking about going through this whole moving process that we're doing right now, what are you thinking about? it's just that space, it, it, you know, people look at their apartment and they're like, wow, man. Like, oh, and it's, sometimes it's hard to leave things behind, throw things away. If we've yeah. already been talking about leave certain walls behind. Sheesh. Yeah. I understand the traveler. I understand the mm-hmm. nomad. I mm-hmm. understand that the Chris Volcoms of the world, right? That, For sure. They just, they just pop up and they're like, wherever I'm at is where I'm at. Like, that's fine. That's just, and that's just fine. Like I'm here. Yeah. I feel that. I, I feel that, 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 except... That's why, like, moving the spaces doesn't seem nearly as crazy to me. Like, so, okay, I'm leaving these walls, and then now I'm in these walls. You see, to me, it's the process. I, I don't care about moving or, like, not being in my house that I picked. Like, I just... I don't love the idea of couch surfing. Like, I like my privacy. Like, I'd at least, like, a room wherever I went mm. on my own. Like, I don't just want to be... Like, I don't want to know that I don't know if I'm going to sleep like on the couch or on the floor mm. or if I'm going to sleep somewhere tonight. Like I, I, I want to make sure that's taken care of. Okay. Yeah. Like I would, I would like to be a nomad with like a tent or a room. <laughs> like I don't just want to be on people's living rooms and couches. Like that's a bit much for me, yeah. but everything else besides that, I get completely, mm. I get completely, I'd have no issues with traveling. Yeah. It's just a lot of work putting things together. But if you're only moving yourself and you have two bags, that's, that's easy stuff. Easy. I definitely do that. I definitely do that. But if anything, if I'm going to be a nomad, like I kind of want to be like the nomads in a village. Like I don't care to just get on planes and travel. Like let me just walk around a few villages and see where I end up and just like find a village. <laughs> yeah, like I don't need to do this traveling. I'm like ready oh, to settle on. down. You're about to get lost and <laughs> killed by a wild boar. By the way, which is what I think. You think it was a boar? I think that. We came sense. across not a boar. Boars are not that fast. But first of all, boars are not that small. Also, that they're huge. So yeah. I'm thinking it was like a, a pig, mm. like a wild island pig. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I I don't think that we would have been overcome by this thing as small no. as it looked. But I think I that thing that scared. ran across us on that path was a pig. I think it was a. Is that a mammal? That's a mammal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it was a. I think that it was, was funny when you said that. We on sound the- so stupid on this episode. <laughs> no, we're definitely stupid. It was funny when you said that on the pod because I remember going being on that hike with you and I had noticed that animal and I didn't say a single thing because I knew in my mind that I saw it and I didn't need you to validate that for me. So when you said, did you see that thing? I was like, whoo, like, good thing you mentioned that because you were not going to hear that from me. <laughs> I was like, I saw that shit and I'm no, going to keep that to myself. I, no, I think... You no, because I think I had made a noise or I'd like. Oh, you okay? That's I made some sort of gesture yeah. that like I was looking yeah, in the for bushes something. for something, and you were like, "Did you see something?" And I was like, "Nah." <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, that's funny," because I saw something. <laughs> yeah, something and then I was like, like "Okay, then I definitely." 
saw something. Yeah. That's the way I, that conversation went. No, went. you're right. That's how it happened. I was yeah. like, no, I definitely saw it. <laughs> I was like, I don't care what you think. I saw something. So, yeah, no. It was I was like, it. oh, okay. Then we both saw something then, yeah. There was definitely was some funny. some small animal that ran through the brush. What just Uh-oh. Happened? Um, that was funny, man. Yeah, that was interesting. Oh my goodness! But yeah, no, this is this is a great this is a great move. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. It's just it's interesting this game of life, mm. and I think I don't know if this is how everyone feels when they become an adult at different points in their life. <laughs> when but they it, become an adult, like I feel like life has, even though it's moving so fast. It also has slowed down tremendously for me because I am more mindful in the past few years. But I've never seen like the first 24 years of my life as like different chapters. Mm. Like like the 24 years of my life was like one enormous book. And then like another book started and there was like a few chapters in that book. But like this move feels like something else. Like uh, the, the position was something there was else. A, um, there was... This fascinating thing that I heard someone tell mm. Joe Rogan. Uh, it was just like this very small clip I saw. But it was a man saying that every person has two lives. And the second life starts when the person realizes that they only have one. I, uh, You showed me this recent, or this was an episode. Oh, I didn't watch the episode. I saw an eight-second clip. I just heard this recently. But that... But that yeah. Every yeah, person has two lives, and the second one begins when they realize they have one. Yeah, and that's really what it feels and like. And I think that's, that's what you're. So that's it. what you're talking about. I think that's also what you're talking about when you were remarking on looking at your past self yeah. and noticing that it was kind of like a blur, yes. like things were weird, like it was just a weird. Yeah, yeah. It seems like just sequence of events from happenstance, really. You know, just a bunch of jumbled up things that were just happening, right. as opposed to you doing things and engaging and making things like manipulating the world around you it just seemed like you were just kind of actually character just character which is like moving yeah, with whatever was happening yeah just kind of swept up in yeah. it um and i make some decisions now. <laughs> yeah yeah if, whatever that means right. yeah and so it's um it's interesting because it seems like that was that was a huge chapter like just one very long yeah. chapter if anything Maybe it's not to look at it as chapters, or you could, like practice but they're like they're like uh, parts of a book. Like okay. if you ever read a long enough book, they'll chop the book into like three parts. Like it'll mm. be like part one, and then you have the first ten chapters. Part right. two, you know, the next seventeen chapters. Part right, three. Right. So if anything, it seemed more like that. Like we that just got sense. done with like part one of life. Right. And then this is another one. Yeah, and then that was just seemed. It yeah, it's interesting. Seems like transitioning into a part two. It's funny of it, life that it, maybe ends around fifties or something like that, and then maybe it will another thing will hit and it'll be like, oh, this seems like part three. Yeah, like it seems like we're out of those twenty five years or so that was a chapter or, or like a yeah. part. Yeah. I, I find it. I think it's interesting to me, you know having so many conversations like people that really wake up one day and realize that that they don't really like their partner or like they don't really know who <laughs> their partner is like well, i don't i mean all right describe this to me well, like paint, paint me a picture me, just, me wake up and realize it just because i'm watching a video of this lady and it seemed like there was truth behind it but it was a bit like staged on her side i think the conversation that was happening was real but i think that she 
put things in motion for this person to say the things that she wanted him to say a little bit. Okay. The story is that supposedly she is like a stay-at-home mom with the kids and she never gets like time outside of the house. The husband works, he makes all of the money, so he expects her to take care of the kids and he only has two days off a week, which he likes to spend not taking care of the kids because he's been working. She goes out someday to get some groceries. She runs into a friend, but she told him, I'm going to be back by this time. And I'm only going to be gone for this amount of time. He's like, great. Like, um, because I have plans later. She wants to have a drink with a friend, maybe one or two hours. So she calls him. And that's when the video starts. Mm. He was like, hey. She has a really funny, like, sounds like a Sussex accent. Okay. Sort of like the country English of mm. England, like where you can't really understand what they're saying because their accent is so strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of not grammatically correct. I it understand sounds what like. you're saying. Anyways, she's just going off, going crazy. It's yeah, like about, hood England in a sense. Yes, in a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, she, he was like, what do you mean? You're supposed to be home at this time. And she was like, what are you talking about? You're the father of the kids. Like, you can't spend time with them. No need to go through the whole thing. But I would never in my life be at a point where I am having a conversation with my partner. And I'm asking him to spend an extra hour or two with our children at our home. And you have to tell me that I have to come home because you've spent too much time with them. Even though I take care of them full time and we're the parents of the children. Mm -hmm. Like we're a unit. Yeah. Like this shouldn't be divided into time. Like if there was something really that you were supposed to do and I said I'd be back by one time is one thing. But if there's really nothing going on and I just need an extra hour, I'm just saying that. Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the whole point of it is not about. If I have a dick, you got a vagina. If no, it, the, just, the hours cut into the day with our, it's not that. These it's, are our I said children. I said something. I was leaving at this point in time, so I needed you to be back because yeah. our plan was for you to take care yeah. of the children. And now you're just out drinking with a friend. That seems irresponsible on your end to not bring your ass back home and be a part of the plan, as opposed to now you're just drinking alcohol. Exactly. Right. So you need to come home. But I think I think it's. More than that, what I what I brought this up was that I think people often don't realize that these little monumental chapters are happening in their life because people are lost in like, all right, like you go to college, you get married, you have children, you do these things and you're just so lost in the motions and you don't take time. And next thing you know, you're like, yeah, I said I was supposed to be home and I understand your frustration and I kind of want to stay out for just an extra hour. And you don't really have, like, you're still going to be at the house. Like, you don't have to do anything. Like, there's nothing pressing happening. And we're having an argument because you don't want to spend more time with the children. Oh, and, yeah. That's something very specific. Yeah. Like, this like is if, like, I'm, if I'm saying to you, hey, I don't want to spend all this time with my children. Yeah. Even that coming out of my mouth ought to reverberate back to me. And I'd be like, wait a minute. What am I saying? Because th that's a that's an automatic conversation. That's what I'm saying. He was like, they want their mom. He was like, I don't know what to do because, like, she's mm. on the phone with him live. So he sounds like he's being truthful. I think she was, I don't think that this was happening, like her about not going home, but it sounded like this is a reoccurring issue that she's constantly expected to stay home. She obviously doesn't talk about that frustrations with him. And then they both get upset one day because he doesn't want to be with the kids and she's tired yeah. of being with the kids. Right. You know what I mean? And you don't talk about it. And that's more so the issue is that I think people just start making decisions. Like as soon as you get out of high school, it's like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then you get lost in it. And next thing you know, you're married with kids. And you're 30 and you're like, whoa, like, how did we get here? Like, how come we have two children? Like, mm. We're arguing about these things. And for me, it's like, oh, like, like, it makes sense that this is where I am in my life right now. Like, this has been 
a plan in the works for about two years like and and it makes sense and then this is what's happening and like this feels good like I like I haven't looked back at any of the changes I've, I've made in the past three years and it's like whoa like I wonder how that happened mm-hmm. like how did we get here yeah it's always like wow like look at everything that has been put in place for us to be here right now. Like, mm-hmm. look at where we are because of everything that has been put in place. Yeah, it's been planned out. Yeah, yeah and, I, and that's kind of what I what I think is happening most of the time because that's all I ever hear people say. It's like, next thing you know, like, you know, you're laying next to this person and you're wondering what happened or your children are... Tw- mm-hmm. like, like, I understand time goes by quickly, but I think people also feel that way because they're losing time constantly well i think it's harder when you have children because also they that. require so much of your time so or, much of thinking, your mental fortitude to be able to listen to these things cry they have and so many questions when they speak, ask you for food and then spit it back at you in and your face after things, you, just and so they don't get beating up kids at school you got to call you got to have writing on the wall conversations with the principal they're in the principal's office they about to get expelled now you, you get, have to tell them you can't bite and this is why we don't bite people and why are you biting people they're, they're, they're sick because it won't stop eating crayons and hand foot mouth disease all the time whatever that is craziness so you're dealing with all this sort of stuff you're trying to get them fucking baseball practice and shit like that and And soccer and they have piano twice a week for sure you know they're doing soccer gymnastics and piano and they go to school and and you have a full-time and you're and you're and you got a full-time and you have a house and you're a homeowner you got to paint the shutters because the homeowners association is getting on your ass telling you that your shutters can't they're out of accordance they can't you need to be able to paint them blue like everybody else's so you got to make sure that you on that shit you got a lot of stuff going on so much and i think it's very easy for people to stop paying attention to the person it's that because with. i don't think people are supposed to have that many things going on in their life in the first place i think it's ridiculous for people mm. because i think about i think that we're very mindful people and i think you know we're good at organizing things when things have to happen like i don't think we waste a lot of time making things happen okay and i was thinking of yesterday just moving back and forth. I think we made great time and things happen, but I was like, wow, like what would today look like if we had a dog and a child? Mm-hmm. Like the dog needs attention at points in the day. Like they have to be taken out. They have to, you know, because they're going to be barking or like something has to happen. And then we have a child who's watching the child. How old is the child? They have to eat. They have to pee. They need a nap. Like you have it, to it, work that into it the can day, be yeah. back and forth of moving back. Like there has to be so many breaks taken mm-hmm. and make sure the child is safe. Like, are we going to put the child in a box to make sure the child doesn't die? Of course not. You know what I mean? There's just, I think, I think it's crazy to have so many things going on in life because there's, like, there's no way that you can make that much time for yourself. Like, there's no way. Having multiple, like, or on people that have five children, four children, three children, what are you talking about? Listen. Three children, a, a dog, a cat. If you have any children, I think that's absolutely amazing. And I hope that you are We just don't rest. understand the level of commitment and responsibility because we haven't taken that step. I don't know. But, of course. But, but I think it's just like I was explaining moving through FEMA or any of those other yeah. jobs is that you start off interested in something. And then you mm-hmm. take a baby step and you learn more about it. Baby step, no pun intended. And you just, <laughs> and you just keep doing that over and over. And you're like, all right, I'm figuring it out on the fly. Like, I'm yeah. just... Okay, I have this to do. Now I need a, now I need to be the person that actually has a calendar and sticks by this yeah. calendar. Like I need to know everything that's going on yeah. daily. And for some people, they enjoy that life. They enjoy 
all these hours of the day being accounted for for every hour and just having this rubric that they can just plug Mm -hmm. stuff into every week. That's not me. I I don't, I don't feel like doing that. Yeah. It's nice having that balance, you know, because I feel like my week is usually, excuse me, planned, you know, things that I want to do, not necessarily like this will be done this day at this time, this way. Because like I have to go to work these days and this is where I'm going to fit in the gym on these days. Mm. And I'd like to do possibly do these things these other days. But my days off are if I don't have pressing things to do, they're they're free game. Yeah. Like I, I'm not planning my days off. Mm. Yeah. Just whatever makes sense to happen that day will happen. I try not to think about things if I don't have to. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of what you're talking about is having a lot of preoccupation. Like you just have yeah. worries going on. You have things well, that need to be done. Well, I have much longer days than you though. Like, I need to make sure my time is accounted for. Mm. Like, because if I'm leaving work at 4, that means I get to the gym at 4.30, which means I'm going to be to the gym to, like, 6.37, which means... Those are... those. What I'm talking about is sometimes you'll try to have a conversation with me and you'll be like, Earl, don't you really think you need to be thinking about this thing right now? And I'll say, no, that thing can wait at least 10 to 12 hours. And what I'm saying is there, there's, oh. there's certain things where you feel like you have a... You could technically right now have a ton of things on your mind. Like you're talking about having to have to have the children and the dogs and the this and the that. Right. You could be experiencing that level of stress right now if you really tried to download onto your your mainframe, your, the forefront of your mind right now, everything that actually has to be done or you want to accomplish in like the next two weeks. Well, you see, like, I think it, you get that misconstrued sometimes because I don't, I don't mean like that is not a thought that just lingers in my mind. Mm. It's like I take some time, like at the beginning of the week, to be like, all right, these are the days that I'm going to be working. Like, this is what I want to do with the rest of those days. Like, and then that kind of like I'm, I don't spend every day just like thinking of. My I know, which days. is why I didn't say that. Which is why I said that you could very well have that level of stress if you did. Okay. Right. So. You don't have to have a dog. You don't have to have a child. Yes. yes you yes. could have that okay, level of stress if you were constantly thinking about all the things that do need to be done. Yeah. And a lot of the time, even when people do have a lot of things on their plate, they're wasting brain power thinking right. about certain things that like you don't really need to be thinking about. Like it's not optimum That's for you true. to be spending your time thinking about it now. Like there are things that that can be pushed away as far as taking space up in the forefront of your mind, right? Because that thing isn't, it's not like a level six, seven, eight, nine, or 10 in importance and in priority. Like that's something that can wait. Like you don't really have to think about that, but you're thinking about that. Just, let's just bare bones right now. Thinking about having a conversation with someone and you're just overthinking the conversation because you're like, they're really pretty. I want them to like me. I want them to give me a promotion. Yes. I need the job. I want them to interview me correctly or I, whatever the case is. I want to be a part of their clique. These are things that you're thinking about, right? Long before you have the conversation, you're going to have that conversation or that interview five days from now. Right. Now you're worried about that thing. Right. You're thinking about it. There are many things that need to be done within those five days. But because you're thinking about that thing, that is giving you less space and less brain power to work on other things in life. Right. That could be more pertinent to the moment that you're in. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. No, no, for sure. No, you're right. It doesn't have to be children and pets. 
Yeah, it's, some, it's just a, a misallocation of resources. That's exactly what that is. Is what that I'm is trying exactly to say. A lot of is. times people misallocate yes. their their resources and it is taxing. And that's why a lot of people find themselves exhausted by a lot of things. People are constantly tired. <laughs> you constantly tired. Not constantly, but you get tired. Yeah, Earl, I think... <laughs> is, is this another thing I'm yes, misconstruing that you get yes, tired? Yes, because I am a little person and I wake <laughs> up easily at 4.30 every morning and I go to bed at nine and a half full days. So, yeah. I know. I take all of these things into account. I And you, you're just surprised I'm that I'm at, tired by 10 no, p.m.? No, <laughs> I'm not surprised. But I still say you're tired. Just because I'm not surprised doesn't mean you're not tired. So, yeah, I you, still remark on it like <laughs> it's funny it so- because you're a tiny. First of all, you have to understand something. You're very tiny. <laughs> so, you have to understand that. I'm like an average size for a person, I think. Like, women are what, 5'4"? A woman is not 5'5 five, five average. Oh. We're like what five three five four. I'm five two. Okay. So I'm at slightly below average. Okay, I'm a tiny person. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm a tiny, no, no. Okay. So anyway, um, and so it's <laughs> it's funny to me. First of all, most things, right? Funny. Or, Let's or funny talk about that. I like things that you find are funny because I don't think that they're so funny, but you find them hilarious. Um. Like what are the top two funniest things that you think of? Well, no, 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 no. See, I don't break them down. Okay, the, okay, okay, okay. I'll stop talking. I guess I, the the funniest thing for me. <laughs> I love that you're saying the funniest thing, and your face doesn't look that excited at all. <laughs> well, because well, because it's a lot of what's funny for me comes from what I find very fascinating. Okay. Right. So my level of fascination can probably bring up to the same level of it can equal out to the same level of comedy that this thing probably holds for me. I think that the. I think that (laughs) the uh, duality of human beings and our egos and our specific unique experiences being all that we know. All that any one of us actually knows about is so fucking funny. Pitted against the fact that we are specks of dust on a slightly bigger speck of dust in what seems to be like a galaxy that transforms into whatever and how however long right right through space and time which we don't even understand we're just using words we don't even know right space and time doesn't even we don't even know what that means what how that translates translates into reality yeah in whatever reality is (laughs) right so when i try to express to you like why i'm laughing at something in the moment it's 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 very difficult for me even when I try not to have like what people will confirm is a deep conversation, yeah. Because I'm trying, I'm I'm not trying to, but it, I I can't not I can't not do it. That's just the space in which I reside, right? So as soon as I talk about something, boom, like we're we're going. It yeah. doesn't matter what it's about. Be about lollipops. It doesn't matter. Somehow it's going to get there. Um, I see, I feel myself. In that world that I express to you, I feel it all the time. I 
consciously think about my death throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I consciously, like two to three times a day, I, I will take time to think about the impermanence of all things in life. The, this fucking, this microphone equipment, this, this house, all of this being gone just because we're, a war is about to start that we don't know when the, all this shit gets blown up. Right, or we don't know, or I, I get shot when I walk outside, or a car hits me, or or everything just continues and I just die a natural death, or whatever the case is. Right. But as I spoke to Mikey about in my lineage, my blood carrying on, and me not giving a fuck about that. That was part of my notes because when I heard that, I was like, "That's so, I forget." That people care about their bloodline. For sure. Like, I don't give a fuck keeping about the, Keeping the bloodline strong. Keeping it going. Oh, you know, and so. Keeping it pure. And so, I, I live in that world. And I don't know how else to say this aside from the way that I'm saying it right now. So, if no one understands what I'm saying right now, then this is just it. My perspective on life is expansive. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm omniscient, that I just see it all. But, but it's pretty... It's pretty expensive. You are able to tune in to many different perspectives in a very short, like immediately you're able to have many different perspectives of whatever situation is going on at the moment. And so you have to understand <laughs> that when there's an issue about me not taking initiative in the kitchen, <laughs> chopping up peppers or cucumbers right alongside you to get to get the meat ready, to get the dinner going and like that's an issue. Right. Or there's in literally anything that happens is funny because it's within the realm of existence for human beings, which is the thing that's funny for me. The thing that's funny for me is human existence in that we all we can experience is what we have the 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 function to do. Right. We have the tools to do our ears, our nose, our eyes like we our senses. That's the only thing that we can truly use to gauge what is going on around us and how we feel about it. It's very small. Yeah. That's a very small thing. So when we're upset about these small things, I either get really upset because I'm like, I don't want to spend any time because this doesn't matter. And I have to understand that it matters if you're looking at it from a very, very narrow scope, right? I'm not looking at it from that scope, but I have to understand that when people get upset about something like their scope, it it narrows. And it's like, this is the only thing that I can see right now. It's the the piece of lint that gets stuck in your eyelash analogy of now this is the only thing you can see because it's right in front of your eye, this piece of lint. But it's still a piece of lint. It's still nothing that you would ever see otherwise. It just happened to get stuck right here. And so... I just don't, that doesn't happen to me as often. It's happening less and less. So I see the world in a sense, right? As, as, as much of it as I can see. So then when someone tries to narrow my view, I'm looking at them like, I, there's no way I'm fitting to like argue about this thing. Or, or and, and not only that, like, but when I see someone getting worked up about it, it makes me want to laugh. Because I see that they're caught up in this thing, rightfully so, because why would they be looking at things the way that I'm looking at them? They, they shouldn't be. So I'm not, I'm making fun of the situation. I'm not calling that person a fuck, like a stupid. A little bit you are. It, it, I mean, kind of, but I mean, but, but, you but, are. <laughs> but we're all stupid though. For, so, so for any moment that I even get upset, right, at the fact that 
you're going off about the cucumbers or whatever. I have to realize that and now I'm the stupid one. Like the fact that I'm allowing my perspective to be narrowed to the point where now I'm upset because someone's talking to me about these cucumbers and like how I need to come over here and chop these cucumbers. It, it's like now we're both stupid. Now, at this point, I've allowed myself to become stupid. You know, the, it's the it's the phrase never argue with an idiot because they'll bring you down to their level and yeah. beat you with experience. Right. So that's the thing. Like I have no I, I, I don't I no longer have that real experience wanting to talk about these things because yeah. it don't make any sense to like really be it, that is arguing about these things that we're speaking of. That is a complete loss of perspective. You have lost perspective on what you're doing here yeah. and what like what life is. Every single time, there's no if ands buts about it. Like you, you can have a conversation about the thing that you're concerned about, but like once you start getting angry, and you're now having to have to cut through someone's ego in order to get to the actual problem that we're talking about, then you're you're having a loss of perspective. Which is why I tell you, what do you need? Available. Which is why I tell you that, you know, you, you're you just never, you're not going to witness heated, nasty arguments with people that are on magic mushrooms hmm. or that, that are smoking weed never. for the most part. Like you're not going to get these super heated because the ego has been dampened. If you're dealing with people that are drinking alcohol or doing cocaine yeah. that boost the ego there's much more of a chance that there's going to be a heated argument involved than if you're smoking weed or doing shrooms that take away from the ego and allow that that barrier between you and other people to break down. Yeah. Right. Because once that's not there, now you're just talking whatever it is you're talking. And you don't have to feel connected to the thing, which means you don't have to feel defensive if this person starts criticizing it. Like now you can just shrooms, I'm not talking about anything. I mean, sometimes you are. Yeah. Or you have your time when you're tired and you yeah. want to go to sleep and lay down for a long time. But then, you know, there are times yeah, you're... Degenerated. No, but you're right. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's one of those weird, funky times. Yeah, know? I'm going to constantly laugh at you're just like... all the time. I'm laughing all the time because everything is so funny, man. <laughs> it's so funny because people don't understand. If you, if people were able to see things um, from a... Like again, again, a comedic standpoint, if you ever to see them from a filmmaker standpoint, yeah. you could see that everything just depending upon the lighting, the angle, the the music score in the background, like you can make that it, you can make sense. it whatever you want to. It can be a comedy, it can be a horror, it can be a suspense, a drama, a thriller. But it is cool to have that romance. person around, you know, that is able to bring around new perspectives. You just need it because sometimes when you only have one or two, and this person can provide five. Shit, even three or four, that's a huge difference. That changes yeah. everything. That changes absolutely everything. It's that's difficult. It's difficult to just be objective. So like when so ones. so often when you think of an idea or like a perspective go what you bathroom? No, the pillow here. Oh okay. Um when you're going through someone tells you a perspective on something, it seems like often this is what happens with people is you you have an idea about that thing. And then you, you go off and you start saying that thing, right? What do you mean? Say that, I'm not well, because you have a hard time with perspectives, right? Is what you're saying. I have a hard time with multiple perspectives in a very short amount. Of time. Like I can, I can, if I think about it, I can come up with different perspectives. But I think what you have is something very different. Mm. Like 
something happens and sometimes before it even finishes happening, you already are looking at it from five different ways. Mm. Like, I, I don't think people function like that ever. Okay. Like, it, like it takes me, like, it would take me conversation or some time to just get there on my own. But, like, I can't, something can happen. Then I'm like, oh, like, this is, like, seven different other things. And it's actually not that big of a deal. Yeah. I feel like that's way too much too fast. Right. Yeah, that's that's the the overall awareness that I try to speak to you about. Like when I was going through guided meditations with Sam Harris's app at the beginning, I, you go through these meditations and they, they start you off bare minimum. Focus on your breath. Okay, we're going to yeah. breathe in on a count of 10. We're going to breathe out on a count of 10. Yeah, but that's not a different perspective. No, 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 no. It is, it is, it is. Because you're, hold on, because you're focusing on one thing, which is your breath, right? Which means if a conver you're in a conversation and a topic comes up, you're focused on one thing, which is that topic and your perspective on yes. the topic. So let's continue. So you're focusing on your breath. Then you go to day two or maybe you're at day five and he says, okay, we've been focusing on our breath. We're going to do something new now. Focus on the way that your body feels. And then you're starting to focus on the temperature in the room while you're breathing still. And you're, you're, you try to... First, just focus on what he said, which is your your body. But you're not also focusing on your breath because you're a beginner and you don't know how to do both. You can't focus on your breath and the way that your body feels at the same time. So you're just focusing. He keeps telling you focus on your body. So you're like, okay, this part of my body is warm. That part's a little colder, this and that. And you're doing that. And then maybe later on, he'll try to incorporate, okay, the breath and the body. Like try to focus on that at once. And so you, you're getting better at trying to encompass more area, like a vaster square footage of consciousness in a sense. Yeah, but you don't. And I think with with more and more of that, it can widen. That, that only provides the fact that you know that there are different perspectives out there. But meditation does not just give you every perspective or every yeah every perspective available no i don't well i don't have every perspective available well, no but, but like you have many scenarios like many different perspectives that pop up like that's not what you're saying right right but i think that meditation helps i think in meditation helps in the fact that one it allows you to start to reside or live in an area a greater area of consciousness that encapsulates more perspectives well, right. that encapsulates the idea of there being more perspectives. Like, but it doesn't encapsulate. Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't encapsulate provide you with deeper other perspectives. I, I think that it also helps, and th this, and I think, goes towards more of what you're saying is that you're right. It also helps clear space, yes. right? So then it to also recognize that there to recognize that there are more. So there's so there's still this thing of. But where are the other perspectives? I think that's why you get from? so frustrated because you have so many options pop up so quickly that you forget that this is not how people function. Mm. Like it's it's not like I think you forget that it's not that there's like zero because you the way you mentioned it was that like you hate when people try to take perspectives away from you and be narrow minded. Like that's no one's like wanting to take away all of the perspectives and just choose this one because it fits my narrative better. Mm -hmm. Like, that's never the case. It's, for for you. And I think most people, I think that happens sometimes, but I don't think people are narrow-minded because they only want you to see this one perspective. I think it's because that's all they have. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's optional most of the time. 
Mm. But yeah, I think you just have like you just see it from so many angles. It's so like just immediately, instantly. It's kind of impressive that when people only have one perspective and they're not moving nearly as quickly as you, like that's still not good enough. Mm. Like that's that's because the whole thing with the peppers is not <laughs> what you're making it sound. So we don't have to talk about it. But it was nothing like that mm-hmm. yet. Dude, well, what was it about? Let's talk about it. Well, we already did, but it was about the fact that I felt as though you were just not listening to the fact that I wanted you to help me cut the peppers in the oh, future. Oh, right. Yeah. I completely like, forgot about all this, by the way. So, like, I, I really needed you to tell me what this was about. Well, yeah, because you've talked about it many times. I'm like, well, what, did, if there was nothing, it was nothing about a different perspective. It was about the fact that I felt as though you were. Oh, although it was, though, because we got down to the fact that because. You were trying to tell me, hey, I need more help in the kitchen. That, that was your message. Yes. My message was, I'm going to help you in the kitchen. The only thing was that you didn't like about that is because I was making jokes as I was telling you that that was the case. And you're like, no, you need to relax. Like, I'm trying to be serious. I, I need help in the kitchen. Yes. And what I was trying to tell you was we don't need to change space into the serious realm. Like, I'm when I'm I'm joking through something. I'm like I'm I'm paying yes, attention. It's just yes. another version of communicating ideas. But just because I'm joking doesn't mean that I'm just all your shit is just being tossed to the wayside. Yeah, so we were just having a miscommunication yes. because you were a bit offended by me wanting to change the moment for a second. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like it would at all. Yeah, and that was a bit off-putting for me because yeah. I didn't know why why we were here over the peppers. I did also didn't know yeah. what was happening. Right. Um, so that was interesting. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't really all of this. But I think that's that's why you get upset quickly, which never happens usually, but it's because you have so many perspectives and then you're like, why the fuck are you not yeah, thinking no, about all these there's things? There's these uh, little games that they'll give the children uh, and they just, they just tell them to, um, you know, write on this sheet of paper. Like they'll, they'll have some crude drawing on a sheet of paper and then show it to children and, and be like, what is this? You know, and then they'll show it to adults as mm-hmm. well and children come up with six to yeah. seven more ideas probably like 10 more ideas than the adults yeah. do the adults get ossified in their ideas yeah. and they're all weird and you know clunky but children their shit is just it's whatever they start to turn the picture upside down yeah. and to the side and at angles and they're like oh if you look at it like this it's this it's a fish jumping out over the horizon no it's actually a bomb that's coming down and it's exploding. No, it's a dandelion. No, right. like they come up all so it's a lollipop, it's an eyelash, like all sorts of stuff. And yeah, I think I'm 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 a child in in that way. I think that I just I I, I think about stuff and then there's just this burst of what is um I think it's just called it's like a lateral thinking is one is one way that people talk about it. Um, like one thing makes you think about a bunch of other things and then you can. You can hop yeah, from but, web to web. But you were talking, your level of, of hopping is like Russell Brand. And unless you've ever listened to Russell Brand speak to Jordan Peterson, you don't really know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the way that you guys can just like, because even Jordan can speak like that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the most well thought out men in the well, world. Well, like, he can. Like he, but the way that like Russell just like, things must be generating so fast. Like, you know what it's it almost is? Like he it's reps. I mean, I'm not saying that he also. I mean, he was he was born talented. I'm certain of it. Yeah, like he's just different. But he's built but different. but it's also reps. D- yes, like at the gym, getting reps. Yes. Like if you do something all the time, you have to. Yeah. There are certain things that you can 
make yourself do often and you can you actually condition your life that way. Yeah. So I've conditioned when we were talking about calendars and schedules and all that, I've conditioned my mind to hold a lot of those things. Like yeah. when I was serving tables, serve tables by memory, right? right? As much as possible. That was awesome like, to do. I try my best to house things in my mind. I'll have alerts pop up in my mm-hmm. mind on certain days and be like, something's important. What is, oh, I got to do that thing. Like they'll, mm-hmm. like it, it'll be brought yeah. up to the forefront of my mind. Um, so it's like the fact that I take the stairs every day instead of the yeah. elevator. Like that is a lifestyle choice right. I made that is going the aggregate of those steps sure. throughout the ye- the seven years of me working for this company. I'm certain I can't see it, but I know that the aggregate of those steps through those seven years made a monumental change sure. in my life than if I had chosen to take the elevator up and down every single time. Right. Or even half the time. So it, it's that sort of thing. I talk to people all the time, on and off the pod. Right. Like I'm constantly getting reps in. And it, more so to what you're talking about, the perspectives. I mean, I, I tried to do that. Yeah. Like I wanted to see more of things. But your mind, I think it's more than that. I think your mind just moves very quickly. I mean, yeah. There's, yeah, there's like a, I, I, I think, mean, yeah. There's yeah. listen. I'm not. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Because you hold on. No, you relax. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to uh, take away from that. Like I'm never saying. I'm never saying that nature's not a thing. I'm never saying yeah, that it's, that, just, that life is 100% nurture. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I wasn't born with a certain brain and a certain DNA and a, like that was there, a certain predisposition. I'm not saying that none of that is the case, just so you know. No, no. I, I just think they're both equally as important. I think you couldn't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. I think that you, for some reason, were put together the way that you were genetically and, and that allowed you to put in the last 10 years of your life to do this. I think that I didn't come up nearly as messed up as I should have with the people that raised me because they didn't know any better. But for some reason, I I seem to understand things that they could never grasp in a lifetime. Mm. And that's really interesting. I think Russell Brand thinks in a way, I mean, just so, I feel like sometimes he doesn't speak nearly as fast as he should, fast as he should, <laughs> because his thoughts are just, like, they're coming in such a velocity that, like, I don't even know if it can be measured. <laughs> he's also said a lot of the same things over and over. Yeah. Like, he's, Russell Brand is someone that. Is there a term for that? Like a, like a florid round, roundabout talker. Like someone that. Florid roundabout talker. Like, it just, he seems to have such a well-built lexicon. Mm-hmm. Yet, he also is an expert because I think in those episodes that I referenced to about Jordan Peterson and him speaking, he's certainly making a bit more sense. Like things are a bit more concise, but when he's speaking to Ben Shapiro, if you're not a person that understands what's happening, you think he's saying so many deep things and so well thought out that you don't understand them, but it's really a word salad of nothingness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, sometimes you get caught up in a situation where you're you have to advocate for something because You've been on your soapbox preaching. Right, right. Love, compassion. Love, compassion. So then now when we're talking about practicality, practicality, which is we can't just throw our hands up in there and say, everybody go live the way that you want to because we live next to each other. Right. So if the way that you're living comes into contact with the way that I'm living, which it inevitably will, and you're teaching 
kill each other. That's, everybody. I can't have your kids in the same school as mine. Like, right. there's, there's going to be an issue there. Um, and, and Ben Shapiro had a really good take on that. He was saying, if mm. I if I have a, a son and a daughter, and the daughter comes to me and says, hey, little Timmy, it hit me, it matters whether he actually hit her. Or she's lying. She's lying. They have a, a difference of opinion on like what hitting is. Like, right. do you mean push? Do you mean like he snatched something out of your hand aggressively? Like, do what you do you mean, mean he upset you and you're lying? Like, what, yeah, what like, is it? Like, what are we talking about? And that right. that matters. And that scales onto the 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 social realm, right? For us, when we're talking about different groups of people trying to have high level discourse, it's yeah. like well. Because you are offended that I used these set of words or did this thing, right, that doesn't align with your beliefs, or your social etiquette, does that mean that I hit you? Does that mean that I harmed right. you, right? Because these are the conversations that we're trying to have in this day and age and trying to really figure out who the real hateful, hurtful people are versus the people that are just trying to do well, speak yeah. about things and discuss things, right? So. That's a that's a slippery that's a slippery slope. But when you get you know, caught up on your soapbox talking about everybody needs to love everybody and everyone should be able to do what they want to do and we, we should just be compassionate and love, love, love. And then you get caught on the Ben Shapiro show right. and he's asking you about these things and like how to logically explain what this means and how we're going to cohabitate in a way like that without any recommendation or citation, right? Brussels. of anything then you just start using all those words but it don't sound too well it doesn't sound very good it sounds insane um yeah yeah i that's a, that was a terrible look for him um and yeah I, so sometimes i think you get caught up in that when you're not just going yeah. for the truth every time going for the truth man yeah it, it gets tough but also at the same time hearing here is a huge part of my compassion, and I spoke to Mikey about this. When I find much compassion in that, I know that I seek truth. I'm like yes. a see, I'm a truth seeker. I've spoken about this all nauseum, what they call it. <laughs> um, so I know that it hurts and it's frightening to do so. So I also know that whether you're Russell Brand or you're not, mm. yeah, you can get caught up if. If the the truth is too hurtful, like you just you just know that that whatever it is you're touting, it not it's not practical. Like right. you cannot. And you he he even that. made a joke about it. He was just like, oh, you know, love and compassion. He was like, you know, how are you going to write that up in 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 legislation, legislation darling? Ha ha ha. And then darling. he just and then he just like continued on talking about something else. But he raised the point right. from the other perspective of how He's would you stupid. do this thing. He he got caught up with Candace Owens doing the same right, thing one time. It's about like, the mental institutions and all of that. I mean, I don't know if it was about that, but I do know that he he was speaking about some sort of panacea for things. He was speaking he was about some sort of utopian world, and she's like, "That's I think that all the things you're talking about are great, Russell. But how? how do we do them?" And he was just like, "Well, I haven't fucking worked that out." She's like, "Okay, this is my only issue is when you come with something." You have to have, like, people love to try, especially young people, to yeah. just tear down institutions. Let's you don't see. like them. You find the things that are wrong with them. And, of course, there are things wrong with them. So you want to you want to burn the whole thing to the ground. 
And then you have what though? Nothing. Like, what do you want to replace it with? Like, what do we? What are we talking about? That's why. Whether the people believed the actual saying, or you know, maybe it was a, like a deeper one that meant something else, but the defund the police didn't make sense to me. Oh no! Like as soon as like that came up, because you know I don't really be into shit. So like when I first heard that, it was like, yeah, they want to defund the police. I was like, they who who are they, and why do they want to defund them? And it was like, you know, because they killing they killing the blacks on the streets. They killing. And I'm like, all right. You mean we're going to run around with no police? I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you about? mean? There was a time where my friend that lives in Minnesota, right? That yes, takes yes, photography. Yes, yes. When the, the whole George Floyd thing was going on. I'm sorry, was that Minnesota? No, no, no. Minneapolis. It was Minneapolis, but he lives in Minnesota. Does he? No, he lives wherever it was going out. Oh, so, I didn't know so, that. So, so there were the riots going on and people oh. breaking into stuff. And he sent me videos of people breaking into Walgreens, looting shit. Oh, you never told I'll show you a video. He, I, he was just walking around Walgreens. Oh. He was like, this is where I live. And there were just people in there, right? All of my color that were breaking the fuck out of Walgreens, throwing shit okay. on the ground, trying to break into the ATM, all of that sort of Listen. stuff. And he was like, man, I have to get the fuck out of here. Like, they're talking about defunding the police. There's not. This happened day one. With all police around. Right. And they're about to defund the police. Like, this isn't going to look good around here. And someone else that I knew was, I told them that story that happened to my friend. And they were like, oh, he's fucking crazy. He was like, oh, he wanted him. Oh, he want to get out now, huh? Yes. I would be terrified to live there. Be, because in some people's minds, it was like, yeah, defund them. Yes, yeah, so they it's stop like, killing black people, but that's not really what's... It's gonna it's, fix it or it really happening, but it it, it was it's just not defund the police is not the answer. It, yeah, that's it, just not what's gonna fix anything. It's a, it what maybe and as people have already had this conversation, it's not I'm not gr- breaking this ground. It's another misallocation of resources. Yes, and everyone knows at this point in time that police officers have minimal training; like they are Come not. On constantly training on a military level with these guns and protocols and so they're not as terrified when they go out it's more of a reflex they know what to do in these things it's like rolling in jujitsu like you just you get your reps in so then it just comes out fluidly like russell brand's words that's the way that guns and tasers and hands ought to be coming off of police officers they ought to be like trained martial artists i also think it's funny i think i'm much more of a pessimist than i thought that i was okay because i also think that it comes with everything but especially with being a policeman i think it's super rational of us as human beings to think that we can eventually build a police force where every person is just going to be optimally trained and they're no they're going to know exactly what to do in every situation Mm. is not to say that we should have as many things going on as we do today. I think there should be much more or less, but I think it's also unrealistic to think that there are like no more people are ever going to be shot by the police ever. Black, yeah. white, Hispanic, for whatever reason, whether they were rightfully shot or not. Yeah. Like I think that's just inevitable. I think well, it's I don't think job. people were thinking that. I think people, whatever media they were in tune with, seemed to be telling them that black people were, yeah, that they were being killed in masses like that yeah. it was happening at a much faster rate than ever and then with with any other demographic yeah right like it was a real like thing going like they were just walking around just killing people 
it's like and if that's your if that's your understanding like you you're gonna be fucking upset you're gonna be like yo there's a genocide happening right now you know it's interesting this conversation you had with mikey um about his co or he mentioned his co-worker that had gone to the riots and came back a little bit changed mm. because when i don't know if it was Lindsay or someone else you were talking to about the news i mentioned something i don't know who you're talking to about the news but you know, I think we spoke about this actually maybe the last pod we recorded. I don't feel as though I need to be watching all of these news channels. Because like I said, like the most important things that I should know about are going to come to me in some way, shape, or form. I'm going to see it on social media. People are going to be calling, talking about it. Or my mom's going to call me about it. Like something's going to happen. And I just, I think it's interesting at this point to get swept in by misinformation because if you think that you don't really know what's the truth or not or or if you truly believe in something then i think that there's like some wiring going on in your brain because i by no means look at information and think oh like oh this is 100 percent right mm-hmm. like this is a all of this 100 percent right so like oh like this makes a little bit sense here this makes a little bit sense here it's like oh this doesn't really make a lot of sense but i'm still gonna keep it on my radar just to see if it ties into anything. But I think it's interesting. Because I don't know if you remember. Way back when when we were talking in quarantine. I think this was. Like right as soon as actually this George Floyd thing happened. I don't know if you remember this moment. I remember it vividly. I had watched some video on Facebook or something. About killing of black people. She was like a white guy. And he had a whiteboard. And he said all these statistics. And I know that I recited them back to you. Mm. I forgot. I forgot what it said. But you're like, "Wow, Marie, that's what are you talking about?" And I was like, "Oh, like it, this and this is happening because this many people." And you're like, "That doesn't make any sense." It's like, "Where do you see this?" And I was like, "Oh, there's a video on Facebook." And you're like, "Wow, like that's that's not at all where you should be getting your information." But that didn't click in my mind until you said that. Hmm. Because when you said that, I'm like, actually, you know, maybe this guy on Facebook should not be telling me how black people are getting killed and how many. Like, this is just, like, a random dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't r- recall this. And he could have had some... In- I don't know where he got his information from. But and the moral of the story yeah. is that I took that video and now that was the truth. Right. Like, there was no questioning. It wasn't like, hey, Earl, like, what do you think about this? This is what I've heard. Mm. Like, I'm not sure. It's like, hey, this is what's happening because he- I scrolled and I clicked this video and he told me about this is what's going on now. Right. And I think that's so... And I think that's fascinating to think about mm. that we can get lost in that way. Like you just you hear it from a reputable source to you, and then all of a sudden that's your like you go on Twitter, yeah. and then all you say are just tweets. It sounds like you just you're just talking. Yeah, it's just tweet. it's just a, again. A, this is what I was getting to on the last episode. Is fucking when mm-hmm. I was talking about Gabrielle Union and the fucking Denali's or whatever the fuck yeah, she's yeah, selling yeah. and LeBron James Denali's. and Blake Griffin with the Kia Optimas or whoever the fuck is out there yeah, selling whatever, right? What the fuck does that mean? That Gabrielle Union <laughs> wants me to drive a Lincoln Navigator? Like what is like what does that mean? But we but we love. Cosigns. Yeah. We love people that cosign some shit. It's like your family like, friend sending you those videos of like, look at what the government doesn't want you to know. You know what I mean? Like you don't. Wait, why does this person have the answers? Like, why are you trusting this person to just know this information no one else knows about? 
None of it makes sense, right? I don't know anything. Me neither. But yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I don't know anything. But don't you think that's fascinating? What? I think. I think because especially this person that we speak about that sends you all these funny videos about life and the meaning of existence and the government and corruption. First of all, I think it's interesting, like your remark on the last one, that people can be interested in so many funky things. Mm. It's so amazing that that's... There's so many things that you can give your time to. It's absolutely amazing. That some of it is just watching a bunch of random nobodies that made a name on Instagram just giving you conspiracy theories. And you just pick your favorite conspiracy theories and then you just watch all of their videos and you believe everything they say. Like that's that's really what's going on for the most part. You, mm. you see it all the time. It's like, oh, like, I like what this person says. Like, that's that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that makes sense that that's what's going on. Yeah, I saw a video of something about some girl posted why, like, why you don't need to give men your time this year. Like how they're supposed to, yeah, it was something like, no, listen, it was like, why you don't, why women shouldn't give men their time, but like you have to, like they're supposed to give you your time this year. Like we're done giving out free time to men. <laughs> free time. Because you know, you know the, because, oh, because, because this is so fascinating to Jesus me. Jesus Christ. A lot of the rhetoric in 2023 that I've seen from like women that I follow is that men have just like taken from us and taken from us and just drained us. Mm. So now like you're su- like the good man that's supposed to come in my life is going to come for me. I'm not going to mm. wait for him because we're so tired. Mm. We're so tired of being taken from all the time. Right. Yeah, so I just think it's so yeah, it's just it's just hilarious because some girl like with some flowers probably started saying this and now like that's that's the way. That's the way. It's just all these things are funny. This is why I really don't. This is when you were making a joke about me having these friends. Mm. Like, yeah, I really want to be friends. New, girl, with, new girlfriends. Yeah, and it would be really cool to be their friends, Earl. But like, it would never be that type of friendship because they're on that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're a bit different, and I love them for that. And I love that I can have conversations with them and be like, "Hey, this is why I'm not going to hang out with the rest of your friends. I want to hang out with you sometimes, mm. but I'm not going to hang out with all of you all and just talk about." The government and men and shit and and being independent boss bitches like I I'm not it's not the topic of conversation I want to be on it's just not for me. Well, I mean now with this we're gonna end on this note with okay. that with that past understanding that we put down. A lot of these people maybe have not started on that second part of the book. Maybe yeah for sure. Right, like they didn't have that revelation of oh, this yeah. is this is a one time thing as far yeah. as I know. Oh shit! Like I'm out. here. Yeah. I have to. I need. I should be here. I should awaken to this. But you, you don't. Again, you don't just force yourself. No. Awake. So. And that's and that's something that know. I think about with these people. You know, I love meeting them where they are. When it makes sense, because it can be so much fun and we can have a beautiful little evening, you know, at her farm, just riding around, just enjoying a gorgeous, gorgeous day, just riding around on ATV. And we hang out in the afternoon and we learn a little bit about each other and that's that. But yeah, like I I by no means want to put myself in a situation that I don't want to be in, nor force people to be someone who they're not. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. That means that we're just... 
men have taken from us. We're done giving free time. They need to give us. Because you know what, Earl? I want to end it on this way. You know what? I'm tired of people not taking accountability for their actions. Because there's always men ain't shit and women are crazy. But we can't talk about what's wrong with the both of us (laughs) and how we can move forward. Yeah, because I've said that so many times. I'm sure I tweeted men ain't shit. Like, I, I was tweeting all kinds of insane things. All kinds of insane things. And men say stupid things all the time. Like, we're both hmm. stupid. Yeah. We're both, like, no one's, I don't think one is more wrong than the other. And yeah. again, that's why I really enjoyed Kevin Samuels to a degree. I think his delivery was wrong almost 100% of the time. I think that he said a lot of things to hurt people as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. A he lot did, of it was for the it was for the clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for, what yeah. is farandula in English? Mm-hmm. For the, I guess the fame. Uh, yeah. Yeah, farandula. Um. But he wasn't wrong about women who really didn't have much going for themselves nor take took care of themselves expecting a six-figure, extremely well-put-together man that was 10 years their junior. Yeah. Like, that's so... Like, ma'am... They're junior or senior? They're junior because they were looking for younger men. Oh. Like, older women were looking for younger put-together men. And then, yeah, I guess younger girls were looking for guys their age or a bit older. But it's usually older women who have children who are a bit overweight wanting the six-figure, 30-plus-year-old guy. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Why are you... You can't... Like, it's not that men ain't shit. And it's not that men don't want to be with black women probably for the most part. Is that this specific group of people that we're talking to Kevin Samuels, at least from their videos... That's... A lot of the work... Because Come on. There, there's okay, maybe we're ended on this. The last thing is the, <laughs> this whole perspective thing you're talking about, right? Because we're talking about being able to clear your mind and hone your mind to yeah. a point of being able to uh, augment the capacity, the capability yeah. for perspectives, but not to give you the perspectives. You're saying there's still that difference between the perspectives that I have and being someone that meditates and being able to cultivate capability for it like those are two different types of people right because right and then what i'm saying is there's still a gap that needs to be bridged and i don't think that i always had like all these creative perspectives but what i will say is that i speak to people yeah and i speak to people and i listen to people yeah because and and i think that when you do that often and not only just people i've been saying this for a long time i've been reading books and a, and, a, and a lot of them were very girthy, very detailed, super dense, you know, 1200 page <laughs> novels yeah. that were three or four part novels. Right, right. Right. That were third person omniscient that gave you all these different perspectives in this huge, grandiose story. Right. And I over and over and over whilst having conversations. Yeah. So I think that that builds a muscle. I think that you're yeah. you're working sure. out a muscle of like what different perspectives are and that. That's a great point. And that that thing is constantly happening. Yeah. Like if you say this is my perspective, you have to know once you read enough of this or talk to enough people, you have to realize that that's your perspective. Yeah. Like you have to start knowing that and be like, well, that's my, but that doesn't mean that that's the whole of what's the going world. on. Exactly. Cause if I was reading this in a book, that would just be this one character. Right. But what about all these other characters? Like what's going on with them? And so once you read enough and you talk to people enough and you hear enough stories, you can start to see that uh, you can start to just think about other perspectives that would play in that story. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's sort of the way that, that I look at that. 
Yeah, no, I, no, you're very right. I that's a good point to bring up is all of the different perspectives you, you've experienced through novels throughout the years. Mm -hmm. I would talk to you and I, I would yeah, be like, yo, I feel like I'm absorbing souls when I speak yeah, to people. No, that's, I, what, that's what I was saying. Like, sure. I would look at people and they would, for like, sure. as they're talking to me and telling me all these different perspectives and the thought processes, like, right. I'm, I'm learning from that. That's very true. It's nutritious. Yeah. Yeah, man. It sucks if you don't even, if you don't have your type of already open perspective and the ability to gain perspectives the way that you do sort of take them on, nor do you really have a, an ability to be open like I do, then you're kind of out of luck. Mm -hmm. Because you kind of possess both. I just have an openness where, like, it takes me a while sometimes. Mm. But, like, as soon as something makes sense, like, I'm going with that. Yeah. It's like, the same. I'm not fighting that. I think it, the the skill or talent I'm talking about is akin to an actor um, mm, yeah. or, or someone that. that's, like, uh, an impressionist. Maybe what? Like, if, like, a yeah. Jamie Foxx can listen to Donald Trump and then give Donald that's Trump's crazy. voice. Right, like he can do Ray Ray yeah, Charles' yeah, voice. Yeah. Like he can do all these different people, so and there are many people like that. They're like true entertainers that can act like people if they just watch them. You would see yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio or somebody get ready for a role, wow. and if it's someone that is actually living, just like the guy he did for Wolf of Wall Street, go spend time with him. Right, he'll go spend time with him, and he'll just watch. You you think that they're just asking questions because they want to know about his life? No, I can I can look you up on Wikipedia. I want to look at you. Like, why'd you do that? Like, not even, not, yeah, like, maybe sometimes ask that, but yeah. not even ask. Just, just know that it happened. Know that they twitch sometimes yeah. when they sit down. Know, just all those small That's little so things that make their entire demeanor, like, you're just a, you're a student. And you, you don't, you're looking at them in a way that they don't know that you're looking at them. Yeah. And that they're not looking at you because they're not about to play you in a fucking movie. <laughs> Right. So you're looking at them. And I think I do the same thing Like as I'm listening to people. Yeah. You're just I'm really reading everything. Yes. I think and that, that helps me with perspective. I'm like, oh, I've heard this yeah. before. Oh, I've heard this before. I've heard this before. And you have like this huge sort of um, file cabinet. You have this yeah. huge just like, yeah, just this just files for so many different things that you can mm. tap into. All these different folders that you can look you know, into with all these experiences that you've heard through books and through stories and conversations with people, your own personal experiences, and you. then just creativity and like t using all those and then jumbling them up and making some weird, crazy yeah. scenario that a bunch of these, you know, and um, accumulation make. Actually, that might be helpful for at least for me, for the future of, of keeping the idea of just more perspectives around. Because I, I've mentioned this to you recently, that for me, actors are fascinating because that's a facet of life that I really like don't connect with. Mm. Like, like acting me, like something that you're not. Or yeah, like just taking a new role, like putting in the time to learn a new way to speak. Like I'm not good with accents. Like I'm mm. not good with really imitating people. Like I'm not right, good. Like I've never yeah. pretended. You know, I grew up with, like it was a weird life that I had. So like I never interacted with these things. Mm. So I grew up trying to be different people. Yeah, like I never. I grew up like watching people, like actors and people I was interested in, and then I would I would go out and consciously try to take some of the things that I watched and like do them. Again, remember I wasn't speaking. I'm at the home with my parents. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know I, what I mean. Yes, like, of course, of course. Like, so yeah. I can't. Like, there's that's not. I'm not thinking. Yeah, nothing's going on. So I think that's that's super cool to look at it that way. Mm. To you know. Not necessarily to just bring up all these perspectives all the time. I think that takes a lot more work. But just 
having the idea of more perspectives coming up a bit quicker in your mind. And I think that if you're an actor and you're a good one, Mm -hmm. they tell, it's like actor 101, you don't judge the character you're going to play. Yeah, you just do it. Because if you judge it, you're not going to do the character justice because you're not going to make them a full human. You know, you're going to take away some of their humanity because you don't actually feel where they're coming from. Do you remember the movie, um, The Lovely Bones, where the girl got abducted and raped by that weird guy? And like he was a neighbor. And I didn't was, watch that. Oh, that's something like the pursuit of happiness mm. where it touches you like too profoundly every time that you really can only watch this movie like twice your whole life. Maybe like once is enough because it's so detailed. And it was I think his name is Anthony Tucci. He's an actor. He's very famous. He has sort of like this peculiar European handsome face. I'll show, when you see the picture, I'll show you later. Like you know exactly who he is. And I didn't read the article, but I think it was he must be coming from what you said because I remember watching that movie, and it gives me goosebumps right now because I thought, wow, like that guy is really good at being a child rapist. Oh. Like because it, it's not just about raping her, but it's about grooming this girl and he has this hat like i think it's like a little attic or a house and like they build a relationship and it's cool and the parents love him and then then he attacks like he planned this i think i think that's how it goes it's been a while but it says something And do you know that he's kind of this character the whole way through or are you as the viewer surprised well when i it- read the book before oh. i watched the movie in the book, were you surprised when it happened, or did you know? No, because it's called the Lovely Bones. Like you know, she's like you know that someone's gonna kill her, and oh. you know that there's a creep. And like, if it wasn't oh, okay. hey, this guy, was another creep. So like, it made sense for it. Yeah. Oh, to be him. Yeah, it's oh, not like okay. a huge, I thought they may have caught you off guard. It's not a buildup, but it's just like mm. the way that he delivers this person. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely amazing, and and I think the Lovely Bones may be based off a real movie. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. But anyways, the headline was something along the lines of, you know, him regretting this role and trying to get out of it. And for some reason, not being able to get out of this role. Hmm. Because it was bound by contract. Or yeah, something? something like that. But it sounded like the deeper he got into it, like the more he despised the fact that he made this decision. I mean, yeah. You know, because you have to be like you are a man in your forties in real life, yeah. and this is a real life teenager, right? And it's like you that, might forget, you might have daughters in real life. It's like, like Earl. How did that guy? pretend to be raping his daughter in that Lifetime movie we saw at the Beast Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, even now I have that picture in yeah, my mind. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't, I don't know if I, it's just too much to get in tune with. It's, That's too much to access because I know it's there. Hmm. But just to like dig it up and to be the person that could potentially hurt their child in this way. Mm-hmm. And I have to portray that for people to believe that I am doing this in right. real life. Right. Even right now, I feel so anxious thinking about it. Like, mm. that's, that's, I'm okay not being an actress. I'm super fine with that. Yeah. See, like, see, that's may- a, see, that's a part of your mentality or your mental that you don't want to go to the depths of. Like, you don't want to come into contact with that. I don't know how you don't come back with that. Or without that. Like, I don't think you just leave that there. I think those are parts I th- of you in think, a way now. I think, no. So this is this is my thing. Because um, you're talking about, like, in the perspectives things. I think that this is more so of what we naturally are, which is malleable. Yeah, cha- I guess so. Just changing, impressionable beings. 
And the fact that actors can do stuff like that. And really just, give you something that looks so real and it's not. Yeah, I think that we all have capacities for for different things. Like you that you would never think because the set of circumstances you've been put in would never call for right. you to have to do certain right. things. Um, but I think that you can understand the depths of your evil for sure. and choose not to do those things. You know that I feel this when I, I sometimes like feel angry and I feel it in my brain. Like I feel like rage in my brain. You've talked about that. Yeah. Like I feel that really deeply, mm. like, because it's, like, I feel it, like, chemically, and then for a second, like, if the circumstance is right, I feel like I could, I could destroy people and things. Mm. Like, my adrenaline would kick over, and I'm, like, not super strong, but I'm decently-ish strong, and I'm sure with adrenaline kicking in, I'd fucking... Like if it, you would be detained easily. Well, not, not like if if the people if there weren't a lot of girls watching around. Let me tell you so, Robbie. I'm fighting. I'm fighting no matter, way more than I would. Let me win. Just let me win. No matter what room you're a part of. It, it was funny because my brother said to me now, like the opposite of what I'm going to say to you, which is he was just like, Earl, you have. I think I was asking him about his exercise one day. I was just like, damn, like how long are you just going to lift a thousand pounds? Like how like. Your bones, they got to crumble at some point. Like, yeah. How long into your, like, what, what, what it says here? I'm 32 right now, so he's got to be 35. I'm like, how long wow, are you going to do this for? And one, this was years ago, he responded. He was like, Earl, you have no idea what it's like to walk into most rooms and be the easily the strongest person in the room. To like, you have the most potential for destruction in yeah. this room. It's like it's a different power. Like it's a different it feeling knowing that most rooms you walk in, you go to the grocery store, you go to Walgreens, anywhere. You go to the DMV. You go to, you go to like most places you go, that's gonna be the case. The only place where you're gonna the have gym. a struggle is when you at the gym. And there's only a couple other guys right. that are gonna give you, you know, that time of day. So it's um it's interesting. But what I will say is that I'm certain that most rooms that you walk into I never, you are, if anything, I'm like, all right, like who's potentially ready to kidnap me here? Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, I don't play like, around. I look around, like if I'm getting out of the car by myself, I know exactly who's around me. Well, well, listen, and by the, I don't not do that. Yeah. I, I do this. I'm constantly aware of who's around my car or what I'm like, my antennas yeah. are up. I know what's going on. I'm just much more equipped to deal with whatever is happening. They're taking me. (laughs) (laughs) They're grabbing me. I need you to fight back. Okay, if I'm not. I'm going to fight back. With with all that rage in your brain, I need you to release that. No, but that only happens when I'm angry. Well, I need you to be angry if someone's (laughs) trying to throw you (laughs) in a van. I'm going to need you to tap into anger You know what's interesting? I just, like, I've seen... I've seen way too many times, unfortunately, and nasty men at these funky places. Like, I've seen this sort of look where, like, in an ideal world, like, they would have taken me. Mm. Like, if like if their circumstances were right, I would have been dead or raped. Many right. times have I seen that. And when I say puff my chest, I don't mean, like, I literally puff my chest. But when I see that, when I was at the gas station and a guy is accosting me because he's telling me how fine I am. And then I hear him talking to me from the side of his door whilst I'm pumping gas and I have to have you on the phone. Yeah, like I have to, like now I have to pull up like this 
kind of fake like inner bitch. You know what I mean? Like mm. I have to let him know, like don't fucking talk to me. Well, it's not a fake. Yeah. It, but, Wait, and you say inner bitch? Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. Like just, you're saying bitch is in the, is a point of someone strong, not someone weak. Yeah, like I'm like I'm trying like I yes. I want you to know that I'm a bit distasteful, mm. and that's not really who I am you're, or what you, I feel you have like. Dis- yeah, that you're disagreeable. Yeah, like I don't. You're, you have some disagreeable tendencies, and you disagree with. Dealing with this man. I don't want you to yes. think I'm cute. I don't mm. want you to think that I'm here to have a good time. Like, mm. I want you to think that I could potentially have something yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that, that you're a formidable opponent in some sort. Yeah, of, yeah like, this isn't Even an though- easy... <laughs> But inside, I'm kind of, I'm super nervous. Like you're not a, you're not a gazelle that's like yeah. limping through the plains because they just got out of another fight with a lion. I'm, I'm a pretty decently strong gazelle yeah, because, you, yeah. because I'm never not going to be a quick gazelle. and agile. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You always but be, but worked. you want to be the best gazelle. Yeah. I want to be the most optimal gazelle. Yeah. Cause I've seen I heard that. the gazelles like hop, like they'll hop. They do. They're very. And that's just to let you know, like to let. It's, it's not really just for fun because they feel good. It's to kind of taunt the lion in a way of just like letting any predators know I'm buoyant. I'm ah, quick. Come they, try they me, spring. nigga. Like, Come fucking oh, try me. I need to do that shit. Yeah, these huh? other ones are sitting around. Like, I got energy. Okay. Come try me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just like, I've seen it. I know. That's I've, you out there puffing your chest up. Yeah, like it's just as interesting when you see people that are deprived. You know, and, and the, the, they're lacking so many nutrients that a human being needs. And then all of a sudden, it's like they've been really thirsty for a long time. <laughs> and just looking at you kind of quench that thirst a just little a little bit. bit. It's like, oh, like that's a potential glass mm. of water. <laughs> it's terrifying, Earl. Yeah, I'm certain. Like it's super scary. Like it's just so scary. It's so scary. I'm certain of it. It's because now I'm like, fuck. Because like- you get to, like for a moment... You're back in the natural world. Yeah, I like truly where you're looking at another mammal, and that mammal's looking at you, and you're like, "Whoa, hold on a second! This isn't the way that most other humans look at. Like that looks like an animal that doesn't really have high level functioning consciousness going on. Like they're just, yes. they're just talking about eating me. Yes. Whoa." Yeah, that must and be they very, think, very and weird. And they think that I don't see them because right. that's the thing. People are looking at you like that and thinking like they have no idea what's going on through my mind. Yeah. And that, it's like I can see almost like every thought that they're having. Like I've seen men undress me with their eyes. You just see the intentions on their faces. Yeah. Because it's so strong for them. They don't realize that they're like they're literally yeah. undressing you with their eyes. Mm. That they've only been staring at your chest. That they've only looked at your lower stomach area for way too long. But your eyes are literally five feet above the... Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's just it's, it's interesting for people to feel... I think I've said this before. Um, this... Um, not attachment, but... Uh, like they're owed, like like entitled. A, an enti- yes, thank you. An entitlement to something. It's mm. very interesting. Like in, like I've been experiencing this since I was easily like 13, 14, 15 years old. Right. And I'm twenty seven now, so I feel pretty confident. Like, if something were to happen, it's gonna be much more difficult than it would have been a long time ago. Like mm. the chances are so extremely high, which is unfortunate. Mm. But yeah, it's one of those things. I think women also are in more more danger nowadays because. Yeah, does it suck that we have to protect ourselves way more than we should? For sure. I don't want to have to go to the gas station in Manassas at 1230 on the afternoon and have to call someone because, hey, 
he followed me literally two spots over and I really need to get gas because I cannot get home without it. So can you pretend to be talking to me so I don't get killed right now? 1230 is crazy. So it's in the afternoon. So yeah, sure, that shouldn't happen. But I think that a lot of the wave right now is that this shouldn't happen. Therefore, people are not taking the precautions that they should. You know, and maybe because should we be able to go out at night everywhere at all moments in time? Yeah, whatever. Sure. But maybe you shouldn't be out by yourself somewhere drinking with no one really around that, you know, because the chances of something unfortunate happening are much higher. Yeah. You know, maybe don't stop at the gas station in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. But yeah, just, I try to do my best of just being mindful and I'm going to do my damnedest to fight. And if they're stronger than me, I'm ready to go. But well, not, not on this account, but uh, <laughs> the world is very large. I'm just going to end on, on this perspective. So, the world is very large. The universe is even larger. And there are a lot of things going on. Uh, <laughs> try to enjoy yourself. Yeah, do that. Try to enjoy yourself because this this ride will be it'll be over soon for all of us. Yeah, man. At it may not point. feel like it, but yeah, have a little fun. It's cool. Yeah. Just have Try not to life. argue as much. Try not to flip out as much. Understand that the things that you're going through are they're they're small. They're small. A lot of them are small. And laugh about all the stupid things that you've gone through and share with someone. And that you find yourself getting upset with. Like, laugh yeah. at yourself for getting upset with things. Yes. Laugh at yourself for that because you ought to. Yeah. Life is much better that way. Yeah. Life is much better that but way. But all right, man, this is, uh, yeah, this is, is this? The, this is pod 166. This is the last one okay. in this in this current space this? in this apartment. 1855. Um, it's, it's not. But anyway, it'll be uh, 10855. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is it. This has been a good this time in here, and I, I thank everybody for coming to this space. A lot of people sat in this a chair. A lot of people sat over there across from me and shared a lot of cool conversations I with me I wonder how here. many people you've had on. Yeah, I don't I know. I was thinking about that yesterday over time. We should make a list and try to figure that out. That would be cool. Yeah. Many hours were spent speaking in this chair for you. Many, many hours. Wow, wow, wow. Spent the last five years here. I'm super Very excited cool. to see what this will look like with future guests in the future. Like, yeah. what is What is it going to build up to be over time yeah we'll see super excited well thank you for being here right, let's go ahead and continue to move and uh thank everybody Stay for tuned. coming to listen today thank you very much episode 166 stretch today peace everybody Bye. peace